What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. And welcome to the 144th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always is my good friend Wink. What's going on, Wink? How is it going? Uh, There is just so much to discuss this week, but not only is there a lot to discuss, we have a guest. Micro, how's it going? going good man thanks for having me i like being here well thanks for joining uh this should be a good time we there's so much to discuss um one thing we did a survey last week regarding the show there were some big takeaways one of the biggest takeaways we had was people wanted more guests so we figure what the hell why not go ahead and have a guest this week so thanks for joining um we will, of course, yeah. put the link to your channel in the show notes, but cool. um, try to get you some more subscribers. But uh, tell everybody what you do over there on your channel. All right. So let me give this fuel on Darth microtransaction. Um, to be honest, man, I'm just making content and whatever it is that I feel like doing, I'll just be like, I have inspiration for a video. And I'll pump it out. I don't have any game plan. I haven't been doing any game plan. I'm trying to fill a void where I see no content. So if there's no guides for certain types of videos, I'm going to put those out. If people aren't doing videos for Wells or doing videos for certain new players or et cetera, et cetera, I'm trying to fill a void where I don't see content. Cool. Sounds awesome, like a pretty man. good plan. Yeah. And you just, you, uh, you're running low on uh, energy tonight, right? Because uh, you had a little... A little bit. A little bit <laughs> last night um the malik event came out and i knew i gotta live stream this right so I did the malik event like 700 800 people show up and were watching it was crazy it was really insane i spent a good four and a half hours stayed up there it was like 3 a.m or 4 a.m or something just grinding i mean light side only just over and over and over and over again and i didn't get it <laughs> four and a half hours i didn't get it during that stream i did get it today morning but i didn't get it last night that is a lot of time I, to not get it. I we uh, so we've been we've done streams like that before with uh I think it was uh who was it? Chewbacca where you just yep. slam your head against the wall forever yep. and then you like give up or but it's like yeah those those streams especially if you go four and a half hours can just start getting like 
Blood's running down your face. You know, you're sweating. Bad it gets crazy. People had donated for it is what happened. Because there's no way I was going to make it. But people threw in like it was like 80 bucks and ended up being like 120 bucks. So I'm like, okay, fine. I should have the requirements for it. And I told them, I'm going to do it tonight. It doesn't matter. But I got to four and a half hours and I was literally falling asleep in my chair. So we postponed it this morning. <laughs> nice. Makes sense. Good news is you got it. So there's that. <laughs> After that long, if you didn't, I, it would, you'd just keep banging the head against the wall. Well, very cool. Very cool. Well, well uh, hopefully you've seen like some huge growth. You've been going for what, a month now? Oh, uh, yeah, just about. Yeah, probably a couple days over. The growth's and been a little just, insane. You just hit the thousand subscriber mark, right? Actually, as of this... As of about two minutes ago, I just did 2,000. So the Dang. channel's been growing about 34 to 35% growth. So every two and a half, three days, I'm doubling in size is what I'm seeing. Now, I think good. some of that, I'm going to see diminishing returns, I'm sure, is when you start new, like, you know, everyone who's in the community is going to start subbing you, and I'm sure it's going to start plateauing and evening out. But yeah, right now, it's, yeah. it's, it's going a little crazy. Hey, that's what happens when you put out good stuff. So no kidding. It's good to see. Good to see. Heck yeah. Well, uh, before we really start diving into things, uh, there's been so much going on this week. There's a lot of things to discuss, but I have a very important question, Dan. And I mean, this is me. very important. What oh, I'm ready. are you drinking, sir? Oh, we're doing that again. Well, I got my, this is called Austin East Cider's Original Dry Cider, and it is freaking delicious. Ooh. It looks like the can looks like a it, it looks like one of those weird cans from like a TV show that looks so generic. It does <laughs> that that it's I love it. Beer. I love it. It's awesome. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. How about you, Wink? What are you drinking? I am drinking um, Anderson Valley Boont Amber Ale. This is a uh, pretty delicious amber. Uh, I'm an amber fan uh, for the most part, but yeah, this one's. Pretty, pretty on point. Very nice, very nice. Micro, how about I you, noticed... Micro? What are you drinking over there? I am. Uh, I'm chugging down something a little bit heavier than you guys. Uh, this is purified drinking water, sixteen point nine fluid ounces. Ooh, so that's I'm dangerous stuff, that man. This should uh, help you slow down on that. <laughs> yeah. juice. All right, very nice. Cool. That'll work. That'll work. Awesome. I got a question for you guys. Have you guys been following the Star Wars celebration this week? Not at all. To weekend. some degree, to some oh, degree, man. not as not as much as I wish I were. Uh, why don't you fill us in on what's been going on? Please do. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff going on. The first thing I want to mention: I was scrolling through my Twitter feed today, right? And Twitter's been getting really crazy with like live videos and stuff like that on it lately. And I was scrolling down, and since I follow the Star Wars Twitter. I saw a live video that was playing on their Twitter page, so I clicked on it, and I realized really quickly that it was the Episode Nine panel. So they had all the uh, the cast of Episode Nine up there, including the new character that they're bringing in, everything. And so I sat and watched it for a little while, and then not expecting anything. And then at the very end, they dropped the new teaser trailer Woo! for the new movie. Yeah, did they you did. If you, if you have not seen this trailer... My friends, you are in for a treat. I'm not going to tell you the name of the movie because I want you, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it before anyone spoils ha. it for you because it was really crazy for me to see 
Star Wars pops up at the end of the trailer, and then the name pops up, so you finally find out the name of the movie. And it was I have an idea. pretty impressive moment. After trivia, we should discuss this. That way, if people want to turn it off because they haven't seen it yet or whatever, they can, they can yeah, yeah, kick yeah. out. I like it. Because right. there's some stuff to discuss there. Not get spoilers. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. So the trailer's out. I don't know if you, you... I'm sure no one else saw this, but I was looking on the Twitter again, and they're putting out a Grand Moff Tarkin comic book. Interesting. And he is a oh, really? literal badass in this comic book. The little snippets that I've seen, he's like... He's like he rips down shirtless and he's he's calling off the stormtrooper to fight him. This is still when he's old and he's he's talking about how it it would take 10 of this younger guy to beat him and then the guy fights him and he just completely kicks his ass. Um just taking the he asks the stormtrooper for his hat and then just slams it across his head. I'm like where did this Tarkin come from? Interesting. Like it's crazy. So there's a new there's a new Tarkin comic book comic book coming out that I'm gonna have to read because it looks crazy. Interesting. And then the last thing Ooh, I wanted to mention, yeah, Mandalorian the TV show is releasing on Hell November twelfth. Yeah. on that's yeah. the same so day exciting. Disney Plus is starting. So, so indeed, I'm super stoked for that. So when, once that time rolls around, we might have a new podcast. We I'm pretty <laughs> sure we will. There's no way we can't not yeah. cover the Mandalorian. So. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be so good. Hell yeah, it will be. Um, so that that big awesome thing that we discussed last week, which was the easiest uh, to gear list in Swaga, there is an update to it uh, on Reddit that covers all the characters. I believe it um, covers everyone besides Malik. Uh, so I mean, even Darth Revan is on there. Um, Yes, so dude. that is very, very awesome. Uh, link, of course, will be in the show notes, so uh, you can click there, find it, and get over to it and check it out, because that is obviously some fantastic work. Literally always open on my phone at this point. Like, yeah, I'm loving this thing. We'll get we'll so. get to how that's influenced our week here in a minute. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. But the last thing before we go into that was a few of the big results from the survey that I wanted to talk about. Um, real quickly, for the most part, I mean, this was pretty overwhelmingly, I would say. Uh, people wanted to see more guests. So that's something we're going to work on. They wanted more listener interactions. So we may start trying to do like a community episode once a month where we just do a guest, all Q&A, something like that. Um, and then... We're going to try to talk a little bit more mod and just general strategy, territory war, grand arena team, stuff like that. Uh, you guys want more of that, so we are going to work on doing a lot more of that sort of stuff. Uh, surprisingly, people consider the show to be a pretty good length in general. Uh, so <laughs> That one surprised I, me. I, was, I thought everybody was going to say way too long, but actually that was a pretty small portion of people. And we, we had... I don't know, 150 responses or so, something like that. Um, I went through and read all the responses. There was a lot of great feedback, a lot of it that we will implement that is just really good advice, stuff that we hadn't considered. Um, one of the other things that was really big was that people want the actual audio-only podcast to be longer, or sorry, not longer, but louder. So I will work on that. I wasn't aware that was an issue, so that's why the survey is great. And there was one person, only one that I noticed that said this, that... 
they wanted there to be an audio only version because they listen on watch on YouTube. So if you're one of the people that, you know, found us just through YouTube and was not already aware, there is an audio only version of the show, uh, soundcloud.com slash shattered order or any podcast app like Twitch, Apple podcasts, whatever we are on there. So you subscribe on there and you can download it there and it is audio only. The audio quality is usually much higher quality than here on YouTube or Twitch or whatever else, because you know, my internet is terrible. So yeah. (laughs) One other note on that as well. I'm in the process of figuring out how to get us onto the Spotify podcast list as well. So, Oh, sweet. Eventually we'll be on all of those. I don't, I don't know why it doesn't just automatically like anything else, but I'll figure that out and we'll get it on there. So there you go. Awesome. Well, sweet. It is time for this. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Uh-oh, so what do you right. say we let our guests go first? I like it. All right. All right. All right. It's been a busy week for me, man. Uh, start right off the bat. Malik Unlock, of course. That's going nice. to be the hype <laughs> one for me. Uh, Gear 12 Zalbar, Gear 12 Candrus. I finished all the Zetas for the Darth Revan team, minus the Malik's one. I did uh, HKs, Bastila's, all those. Um, let's see. One Piece off, Sith Assassin being Gear 12. Gear 12, the Sith Trooper, and then I got a 20-speed cross, which is probably the biggest achievement Woo! because my second fastest cross would be 16, so that was a massive speed bump for me. Very nice. Very nice. What was the, the primary on it? Ooh. Good question. And, and set bonus. Let me get back to you on that one. All right. <laughs> we're we're big mod fans here. around here. Oh, yes. Take that's an here. understatement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the... Um, uh, we should mention this as well. Um, Micro, your, what is your current GP? Oh, uh, okay. Fully modded for Grand Arena Territory War. I'm sitting at a nice flush 2.4. 2.4. Very nice. And you've been playing for how long? I started in late December 2017. And I played Very pretty nice. casually for the first few months. Very nice. Yeah, so I would just want to mention that because you have a very healthy roster for a 2.4 so it makes it it helps for uh it helps for good content and getting uh getting ahead so seeing the whole team that many so what what are you running with darth revan then are you running sith assassin sith trooper and then the other three oh well right now i'm messing around with malik even though he's like year eight but what i was running before is i'm a big fan of sith trooper thrawn basil fallen hk and darth revan lead that's like the team I like to run, but I was gearing Sith Assassin to replace Thrawn because I think in the mirror it's better. And then I'm going to be swapping to obviously Malik, Sith Trooper, and the trio is kind of the plan. Very nice. Gotcha. You know, I was asked because there's just so many different comps I've seen. It, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of comps, but there's it seems like there's only two or three that really work if you have good mods or bad mods. Everything else seemed to be very, very mod-reliant. Like the Malik Sith Assassin comp, if you run that, you, you have to have fast mods or you just lose. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, uh... Wink, I've seen... I see Drew. I see Drew lurking in chat. So I think we should just, right off the bat, mention Territory Wars so that they can 
give them ah, their props on this. Ah, fine. All right. The uh, <laughs> the Get Good Guild. Um, we battled you guys in Territory War, and man, it was close. So we cleared more of their teams, but still lost on points. They damn near got stuck on some Falcon ships. I think Beastodon in our guild. How many had teams? Twenty. I think it was twenty-eight or twenty-nine defenses. Yes, that is a lot of yes. capital ships to waste on one team. Um, basically, his team and my team got loaded with turn meter. Mine lasted through nine battles, and they had hell. We weren't sure if they were going to clear it. It was one of those things. It was like if they clear this, they'll probably win. If they don't, we win. And unfortunately, they were able to clear it. Um, so that was very unfortunate. Yeah, man, that was rough. What did? It was less. It was right around a hundred. We lost by, I think, right. It was just yeah, somewhere right around there. It was tough. It was tough. It was a tough one, to, tough pill to swallow this week. It was. But what what was the uh, GP matchup for you guys? Guild versus guild. One eighty six, I think. Think. One eighty six or one ninety six. Um, right and something I think else we were missing four people or something. Yeah, it was 46 okay. versus 46 and big, huge shout out to these guys. Cause they created a, uh, um, we call it a channel in discord and there were a bunch of us in there chatting and trash talking and stuff. It was one of the most fun territory wars we've had in a very long time, just because of the camaraderie and trash talking back and forth and everything. Uh, that was seriously awesome. Um, these guys actually reached out to us and were like, Hey, we, uh, you know, start discord chat with everybody whenever we do a territory war. So if you guys ever get matched up against these guys, join that uh discord channel with them because it is a hell of a lot of fun um you know just it really does add a lot to the territory war and makes it much more enjoyable in my opinion but so that was a lot of fun for sure all right well i guess i'll move on to my weekend swaga so uh it so i guess i should describe what was going through my head before i tell you what i did and what was going through my head was <laughs> that's a that's a terrible way to start a sentence. What did you do? What have you done? Yeah. Well, so here's the deal. I got Darth Revan, and I was like, then all the stuff with the road ahead, and some of the stuff that Carrie said, and just everything. I was like, I I got Revan. I'm good. I I feel like something else is coming. Probably be like a marquee or something. You know what? I'm going to start working on characters that I have been dying to work on. So I just started unloading on gear and crystals. L337 gear 12. Range Trooper gear 12. Start gear 11. A bunch of other characters. I just, you know, a few smaller gear levels here and there. Just started adding them in just to reinforce those teams that I really do use in Grand Arena and Territory War. Um, because I'm, I'm excited about this Grand Arena Championship thing. I'm like so excited, which we'll talk about later. But then, <laughs> then it happened. The, the news came down from the sky and it was like, surprise, gotcha, mother. <laughs> it, it was so bad. Jeez. It was like, I, I swear, I swear, CG was sitting around there like, we're going to create the biggest paywall you have ever seen. It will be a tremendous paywall. It will be 
It, we're going to build the paywall. We're going to build the paywall. <laughs> it's going to be a legendary paywall. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And exactly. boy, did they build a legendary paywall. It's not tremendous at all. <laughs> not just a fence, oh. that's a wall. That's yeah. a wall of China. <laughs> it's, yeah, the great, yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know what you would call it. It's just, oh. So anyway, um, so now I am stuck in the spot with Malik where I don't think I'm going to be able to get him unless I unload the visa, um, which is very disappointing. So I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about something exciting. I changed my arena team right after last week's episode. I went to an Emperor Palpatine lead with Basilishan Fallen, Darth Revan, Darth Nihilus, and Sith Trooper. And oh my God. This team is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> um, auto, Jedi Knight Revan teams, like, I was getting message in Discord from people that are like, uh, yeah, since you switched to this team, like, uh, like, there was somebody that fought it, like, four times with Jedi Knight Revan, kept losing, literally could not beat the team. Um, and then I was like, well, that's interesting. So I went in to battle them on auto and I quickly figured out why. Uh, I mean, it does. It just, it flat out trucks Jedi Knight Revan teams. And I was all, I mean, I was beating everything on auto. Uh, I do have a very fast Darth Revan and a pretty fast Basil Sean Fallen, but like my Emperor Palp team's like 200 speed. Uh, Darth Nihilus had decent speed with a lot of tenacity and Sith Trooper was just tanky and it was holding up unbelievably well um, just because of all the debuffs, all the turn meter gain. I mean, the team goes constantly and it is an absolute and total wrecking ball. However, due to the update, Basilishan Fallen, her AI is jacked up at the moment and I dropped to 40 today. I had been staying like high teens all week until today, whenever they changed it, because Basilishan Fallen is using her shock rather than fear ability first. And that really just absolutely screws this team because you're not getting the debuffs out. You're waiting till Basila's second turn before you start getting out a lot of debuffs. And it is very problematic to say the least. It's a strong I think, team. I think that was, I think it was uh, in the patch notes they changed Bastila Fallen to use that one instead, right? It was one of the. Uh, well, no, it was a it was a mistake. They actually reannounced it in an update yes. that they are going to switch it back to use fear. So, ah, okay, unintentional. Gotcha. I like that mistake. Uh, why do they always fix their <laughs> mistakes? Come on, sometimes mistakes are good. God, please the malifiers <laughs> like myself. <laughs> Can, so what is is the fact that Gam guards uses his expose before his taunt wrong too? Can we get that fixed? Can the tank taunt? That would be cool. Well, I, I'd appreciate. That's it. totally fair. I agree with you. They should totally fix Gam guard because, I mean, right? That is the biggest problem in this game. It's a problem. At the moment. My Gam guard will not. Taunt. Everyone refund right now. Gamorian guard <laughs> yeah. glitched. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I venture to guess 50% of people would be like, well, my gear one, level one, gam guard will stay the same. Probably. Um, but it's just <laughs> frustrating whenever they have a character set up to operate a certain way and then boom, changes. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping they get this change soon because I, I can't even use my arena team on defense 
in territory war because now it doesn't work because Basil Sean does something completely stupid. But that's you know, this is kind of off topic, but there's another one that's really annoying me right now too. Mother Towson plague stops the dispelling of buffs. And if you read the way that Darth Revan works, he dispels the buffs if it's a stun. So he takes the stun first as the order of operations, then he dispels it and gains a stack of frosty. When he's plagued, he's not immune to stuns. He just dispels it. But if he's plagued, he is still immune to stuns. And that does not make sense to me. I wish they would change that. Interesting. So really it's it's a bug is killing Night Sisters against them right now, and I'm a big Night Sisters fanatic, so they're probably fine with that though. Probably. Yeah. Considering they're Buffy Malik right out of the gate. Yeah. Well, and, you know, <laughs> what you kind of mentioned about them dispelling the stun, that's part of what makes the Emperor Palpatine team so good is because uh, Palpatine has the AoE stun exactly. and it immediately gets dispelled. If you stun everybody, you're giving yourself, your entire team, 25% turn meter. And that is just, I mean, it stacks up very quickly. All right, Punk, what did you do this week? All right, first question before I get going. Did you did our talk about easiest to gear 12 characters last week influence you gear 12 gear 12ing L337? A little bit, yeah, it affected things for sure. Because I am not surprised or shocked by that. Because I, <laughs> because I did started working on first order <laughs> for that same reason. Very nice. I'm, I mean, first order executioner. I got him into gear twelve because we had talked about last week. He's like the twentieth easiest person to get to gear twelve in the game. And then on top of that, uh, what's his face? First order officer is seventh easiest in the game. So I'm like, if these two are that easy, I'm going to go in on my first order and finish them off to have that good team. And uh, basically, so I, I, I'm one piece away from getting First Order Officer to Gear 12. I got First Order Executioner to Gear 12. Nice. Uh, before him. He's so foxy. And then the news about Malik dropped, and I, I've completely abandoned my First Order again because they are telling me what to gear again, which you know I really, really love when they do. So, um, Are you going yeah. for Malik? I, that is a good question. I actually am... I have decided that I am because okay. I was able to gear 12 Candorous Ordo as well, which brought me able to do the dark side version without spending go. any money. So I finished the dark side version and I was able to gear 12 mission, uh, mission valve from gear nine to gear 11 without spending anything. Nice. So all I need to do with her is spend the Zeta if I want to, um, and then she'll be able to go. I'm trying to gear, what's his face, Zalbar, Salibar right now because <laughs> I had him at gear eight. I've got that, him. That's where it was pieces. for me too. I had to twelve him. Yeah, it's 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 rough. So I'm nice. I'm not I'm trying to gear twelve him right now or gear at least gear eleven. Um, I've got him at one piece away from gear ten. So if I can get him up to a place where if I spend the Zetas on those two, they're able to do it. I probably will and just bang my head against that wall for the next two days until I beat it. And then uh, hopefully I'll have him. So if I can do that without spending too much money, then I will be happy with that. If you want to save your Zetas, you could too, because my friend did it with gear 12, but no Zetas, which is interesting. Yeah. Nice. It'll come down basically to how hard they are to gear 12 versus 
how easy it is yeah. for me to just Zeta them. Exactly. So, because right now, with mission at gear 11, I only have enough gear in my inventory for one piece into gear 11. So, we're going to see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing where I can get and deciding whether I'm actually going to spend money and try or not. I'll definitely have it the second time easy, but yeah, I'm trying. Still deciding right now. So I'm the same looking way. like I will, but not totally sure. Yet. I can't decide if I want to go for it or not. I think I'd have to spend about forty or fifty bucks to get Malik, and oh, that's know, not too man. bad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I can't decide. Feel you. If you knew Wink, you'd know <laughs> that that his money spending. Uh, Tendencies are not like mine, so <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I can respect that. All right. Sure. Well, why don't we go ahead and move on to this next topic? Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. All right. So, with everything that's happened this week, There is a hell of a lot to talk about, but this whole Darth Malak thing started with one of, with a breadcrumb of clues. Um, And Micro, you were one of the people that was kind of involved um, with trying to figure this out, you know, and of course, followed it. You followed it closer than we did. Sig Sig and the Swagai events guys. Yeah, they got it. They those guys do an amazing job. I mean, big community of people trying to figure this out. I think it took 21, 22 hours or so before they finally cracked it. But why don't you go ahead and give us a recap on how everybody solved this clue and all okay. that sort of stuff? So the very the very first like hour is shaky for me because I joined after the first hour, but essentially what I saw through the Discord is they had the transmission link. They able to decipher it to Hexagon Co. or Hex Code or whatever. I'm not a programmer, I can tell you. Then after that, they deciphered that into a link, which opened up the Darth Malik picture. And then once you're in the Darth Malik picture, in the bottom corners was a uh, like a gold square with three portions of different hex coded colors. And on the blue one on the bottom right, same thing, except it was two, and those, once you decipher those, turn in, they uh, turn them into, like, honey encryptions, and then you had to do the honey encryptions, basically you just do it by hand and count through the alphabet, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, after that, they broke that and got a bit.ly address, which then put to the picture that everyone's seen at this point of the partial Malakit release. So all in all, it was very interesting watching everyone do it. I did two of the honey encryptions. I don't know if they ended up using them. They probably had them done already, but it was fun to do, regardless. Very, nice. very cool. Yeah, it was. I was at work the night the puzzle came out, and I work. If you don't know, most of you do. I work nights, so I was able to check Discord pretty much all through the night, and those guys were in there like going at it. All night. Now I'm sure yep. that there are crazy. they were taking shifts across the whole world with people in that Discord, but man, they were they were just going like all night, and uh, it was crazy. Very cool. Uh, these puzzles, I I won't admit to having any part in the puzzle, being able to figure out any of it at all. This is puzzles are not my forte, but for those that do, 
I am in awe of you guys because that that was really impressive, uh, really cool to watch. And I think it actually was faster this time than the Millennium Falcon one even was. And we knew, we all had a really good guess from the start, from the jump of what that one was even going to be. And it still took that long. So they knocked this one out of the park for sure. Indeed. So. So, and ultimately, what ended up being obviously was Darth Malak. The Star Forge Showdown event was revealed. Um, it started. It, so it started today on the twelfth, or yesterday, or whenever you're listening to this. Started on the twelfth. It was announced on the tenth. So we were given very little time, uh, you know, to prepare for this. Not only that, but the event is only here for seventy-two hours. It is a very short event. Um, Requires the legendary characters, Jedi Knight Revan, Darth Revan, and four of the characters required to get them. So it's like a double legendary. It's just, it's called a mythic battle. Um, It's designed to be difficult. There is a 17,500 power requirement on all characters to even get into the thing so it is more of a gear crunch once you get these characters you can't sandbag it essentially i mean you can to some degree but power is very important on getting there so it's basically like gear 10 to 11 with a zeta or gear 12 um to even attempt to get malik it is very difficult there's some good guides on um on reddit on the light side and the dark side the dark side appears to be quite a bit easier if you have you know uh darth revan gear it's really easy uh so that is good to hear um i mean it's basically all about darth revan right yeah basically I, that and the hk damage is ridiculous you aoe with him and you just kill everything at the same time i first shot at it i did four hours of the light side and i just went and did one try and the dark side and it was easy Damn. So yeah, I think it took. Kinda, a, I just sat and destroyed the side droids for five minutes till he got like fifty stacks, and then just almost three shot him. Just hit him three times, and he was dead. So nice. Dar- the Darth Dark Side one definitely was the reason that I'm like, oh, okay, I'll I'll try to do the light side one, which apparently then I found out was the light side one is the one that sucks. So. That puts a pause in the step, but we'll see. Yeah, so. yeah. And of course, uh, Malik unlocks at five star. You basically get seventy five shards of each, so you end up with one hundred forty five shards. So you then need another one hundred and eighty shards purchased from the guild event store to get him seven star. And his shards okay. are more expensive so- than Wampa or Yoda. Yeah. Can we stop right there for a second? Why is the hardest character in this game to get? Amen. Only unlock at five freaking stars, and then Amen. I have to spend guild event tokens to get him to seven. That you know makes why? no freaking sense to me. Because a new territory battle is coming out. Uh, yeah, and then they're going to drain all your galactic event yep. tokens so that you cannot buy whatever character drops in there. On the nose. Dude, the, genius. You got it. You got it. You on the nose. It just doesn't make sense to me that it's five freaking stars. It requires two journey characters to get a five star character. And you hardest event ever. Five stars. Ten I gear mean, twelve with Zaytas. Yeah. He's pretty rough, good though. Rough. Rough. He's pretty good. Joker, answer. 
dollar signs. Yes. Like you, regardless whether it was five or seven, they were going to get the dollar signs. We just got screwed at the end of the deal. So, yeah, I have a yeah. lot of choice words to say about the entire event, basically, that the way it was handled. I, I won't rant too much, but not a fan. Put it that way. Well, okay, Wink, do you have somber music you can play? Mm. I'm just kidding. I'll say this right now. I played this game for three it's throughout three in three years now, three and a half years. Mm. And it's just this is the first point where I ever looked at something that was released and said to myself, you know what? It's the first time I actually contemplated being done playing this game. So because it's just I got to the point yes. where I'm so tired of being told what to do. And then at this point, I have every character, but that's still not enough after paying for Darth Revan and Darth and Dar- uh, Jedi Knight Revan that I still have to pay out the butt for the other characters yep. to be to Gear 12 to get this other character who's not even seven stars. Yep. I, it just, I was, All I, right. I, I, we, I talked about it so, last podcast. I don't want to be told what to farm anymore for a while. Mm-hmm. And then like a week later, here we go. You got to gear these characters up to get this awesome guy. No, you you don't have to. Okay, I'll say that. You don't have to. But if you want to stay ahead of the meta, you do. So James, you do it in 2 days. It's the, the Yes, two the time frame is also another thing. Some one thing ahead, that you're kind of saying as far as just the difficulty and the frustration, it's like the rules keep getting changed. It's like it's almost like the unexpected becomes the expected. You expect that things, that the rules are going to change, that they're going to keep throwing something into it. And you said you wanted music. I can give you music of something that is somewhat related as far as a TV show that makes you feel the same way. If you really want music or we can wait till trivia. Um, <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. I want to. I want to point out this at at least from chat from Dakara. The event itself is awesome. I do like events where you have yeah. to think and you have to work hard to beat them. One hundred percent. It makes the game fun to try to beat something. Like like I said in our we had a Malik discussion in Discord. I it was this this was just too restrictive to be fun overall because you have to panic to get to the part that's fun like if it was less restrictive and still hard then i would have been okay with it but the fact that it's more about the gear than to get to the difficulty that was really my problem too like i don't have don't get me wrong i have no problem with in-game events you know not every event needs to be jedi knight revan's level of difficulty even if jedi knight revan was a paywall too but if you're going to do a ridiculous. Okay, let me let me just put my rant this way. Okay, so I had this guy who I'm friends with on my shard chat, and me and him made a deal that we were just going to gear whatever faction we wanted to gear. I'd gear one, and he'd gear one. We'd say the whole thing, right? So I picked Old Republic, and he picked Sith, and I, I just like the Old Republic to play all the games. And so I had been by accident panic farming for this event weeks in advance because I wasn't farming. I'm not farming any hard no characters right now, nor will I. I completely farm gear. I didn't do any refreshes, and all of my crystal went straight to gear, and I had five Zaydas available. So I had Zayded Karth, I had Zayded Zalbar, Mission, Gear 12, everyone except Zalbar, and it still cost me $230 
to complete this event that I already had Zavis for and I needed to gear one character. How does that make any sense? Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's all because of that time frame, too. If you had a week to do it, you probably could have spent way less than that. But the fact that it was two days long, mm-hmm. mixed with announced, what, 36 hours before it started? Yep. Like, it's it was just... Yeah. Even if you have All the gear, things. but you don't have the purple ability mats or anything, you're just screwed. It's just, oh, Yeah, sorry. and then that's a good point, too, as far as, uh, you know, if you're still farming characters and building up your roster like you, I'm sure that you still are, then you're, you're th- those purple ability mats sucked for a long, long time. Long time. And I'm finally in a place where I'm good with them. But, like, I remember you thinking back in the day, and it's kind of like Omegas, it's like... Some of the higher up ones you have tons of, but you can't use them because you have the don't have the lower ones. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I don't know. It, it, I will completely agree that the event itself is awesome. The, the it's the one this one side of it that I've actually got to play the dark side side was super fun. I think the event itself is fun. It's just the requirements are what where you start getting into the part that's upsetting people. So that's true. Yeah, and. I, I mean, as some people are mentioning in chat, it's kind of exciting, a new type of event for getting characters. Um, in a way, I just, I really don't like the 17,500 power thing because I, it seems like they've realized that the money to be made is in gear. And if that's kind of where we're heading, I mean gear basically gear 11 requirement to even attempt the event it's kind of frustrating i wish they would lower it even if the event is going to stay just as hard to where you basically are required to do that like it would be more understandable but then again i guess people would just bitch because it can't be beaten so um i just, drew just dropped a drew's chat message cg's next super op tune will be announced in two weeks but the event happened three weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) very funny it's pretty awesome um all right so let's forget the event i haven't even attempted the event tongue twister i haven't even attempted the event yet everybody says it's awesome i haven't got to experience it yet i may or may not depending on how cheap i decide to be but Mm-hmm. What do you think of Darth Malak? Just the the kit, the character. What do you think so far? They they did announce that they're going to be adjusting his kit because he's not operating the way that they want him to, which is just odd. And I'm not even going to get into that because I'll rant. But uh, what do you guys <laughs> think of his kit so far? You want to go first? Um, go ahead. Okay. Um, I think he's what the team needed for raids. That's like my first impression. The problem they have is they don't survive. They don't have anyone with any building sustained for part two, even though their damage ramps like crazy. They just choose through Sith Trooper, and then your guys get picked off one by one. So if you can bounce between Sith Trooper now, or even run Sith Assassin if Malik's just enough by himself, I think there's some really serious part two potential. I also think that he's very nuts in the mirror match. Because once you get Darth Revan's health down just by the AoE from your HK and Force Storm, etc., then when you Force Drain, Darth Revan just dies. He just one-shots him. And I think that's pretty massive for the mirror. Overall, I think he's really, really good. I don't know if I'm going to put him on like the same level as like Jedi Knight Revan or anything like that, but he's like he's like a Scion to me. Like, a, like on-release Scion is about where I'd put him. Um, 
Interesting that you mentioned Jedi Knight Raven specifically. I saw someone else mention this, and I 100% agree. Jedi Knight Raven isn't that great of a character. It's Grandmaster Yoda that makes his leader ability unbelievable. It's Yoda that is the total monster on that team. Jedi Knight Raven's okay. And somebody was talking about the event, and that the event really allows you to see that, I guess, because... I mean, without a lot of Jedi, he's just not quite as good. Whereas Darth Revan, Darth Revan's kind of a monster either way. You know, Basilisk Sean and HK, like, they do help him be amazing, but he can stand on his own and be amazing. Jedi Knight Revan is far more synergy-based, which is kind of a good point. But Darth Malak himself, um, I, I kind of agree with you. It's a really good kit. It he offers a lot. He, you know, he has a lot of taunting. The tenacity down on basic is obviously a good counter to the Jedi. Although I don't, they've almost entirely disappeared from my arena. I don't know about you guys, but I, yeah. I mean, there's a oh, couple, but they're they gone. Um, <laughs> Malik Malik's kit is pretty interesting because it does add quite a bit. He has. The ridiculous ability of, you know, the 100% dam- hundred percent health damage, basically. And one thing that I do like is he gains, he gains stacks. He has an ability that gives stacks where he gains a lot of different buffs. But that also counteracts one of his other abilities in which he inflicts fear, which cannot be dispelled or resist resisted avoided evaded whatever and it is based on um damage over time landing on him or a critical hit by default he has 35 percent crit avoidance and as he uses his 100 percent health damage ability he gains more stacks that tack on to that so he can add up to get a pretty significant amount of crit avoidance so that kind of becomes a non-issue the big thing will then become damage over time. So I like that they, that as he gains those stacks, he does kind of get nerfed in a way, but um, because fear is a super powerful debuff, it is maybe the best debuff in the game as far as the debuff that multiple characters have. Um, So I, I do like that they limit that to some degree. More characters have fear now than have death mark. I believe. Oh. Interesting. Right? Three. Yeah. So what that makes three instead of uh two. I guess it's even now because uh Darth Revan does Death Mark. Um Death Trooper. Death Trooper does Death Mark and No, that's it. Those two. And Ga- two. Gamgard should do Death Mark, but he doesn't. Gamgard should do it. That's that's, that's still my petition, point. but <laughs> The other thing is I was kind of like picking through his kit the other day and I almost get like a general Kenobi vibe from him because I don't see anywhere in his kit that's, I mean, unless I'm just missing it here, where it synergizes with Sith Empire or anything. Like all of his moves just rely on himself. You know what I mean? Like he in and of himself Mm -hmm. is self-contained. And I really like that with characters. He seems like a plug and play. Uh, Yeah, I definitely see that. I I think the biggest effect that he has is that under a Darth... uh, 
Darth Revan lead is he is the logical fifth character that fits in with Basil Sean Fallen, um, HK-47, and Sith Trooper to get that plus 50% crit damage. And then once you're getting that plus 50% crit damage, an offense set will generally become the more optimal mod set for total damage on those characters rather than a crit damage set. Um, so he's kind of the tipping point there also. It's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens with this dude. I mean, I can see what uh, Micro's saying about uh, the plug-and-play aspect. It'd be nice to see him more yeah. be a little bit better as far as plug-and-play goes than Scion was. Because Scion's still pretty decent as a tank, but it's so situational and it can be dispelled and it just makes him rough. If this guy can be more plug-and-play... I always think myself that tanks... Having tanks that plug and play is a really good thing to have. Yeah. For, oh, yes. for, the, for sure. This guy's obviously going to be in teams all the time. but So it's, the point's kind of moot, but I guess the main point is I'm trying to make is tanks that are plug and play in this game are amazing. Like Old Ben, General Kenobi, uh, Stormtrooper Han. Um, the only reason I have Gam Guard geared is because you can throw him in with uh, dot teams. I mean, there. If he can, if this guy kind of fills that role, and you can leave him out of certain other teams to make other teams that might be lower tier move him up a tier, that would be awesome with this dude. Whether you get him this time or the next or whatever, he's still going to be good for everyone that ends up getting him. It'll be nuts for territory wars too, because one of the largest teams is the Scoundrel team, right? Well, if you just run Sith Assassin and Trooper with your Darth Revan team on offense or defense, wherever you want to do with it, and then throw Malak in to a different team, you can counter the whole Karth lead, Zalbar mission. You can counter any dot-based team entirely just by having them in the team, even if it's a team that wouldn't beat them otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, I see that. Um, I, there's probably not a ton of people that are going to have Darth Malak, but want to talk about modding Darth Malak. Based on his kit, because there are a couple, you know, there are a couple things that he has mixed in his kit that really determine how you want to mod him. And I think the most important thing is he doesn't have protection. Um, One of his unique abilities converts all of his protection over to health bonuses. So this does two things. It makes uh, protection set bonuses much much better and it makes health set bonuses much much worse because you know whenever you give him a health bonus it is a much smaller percentage of his total health than it typically would be so you're going to want to go with a protection set bonus and defense i think mm, will be a lot better on him as well um just because he's only working off that health pool and he has, you know, he has a lot of stuff that kind of works based on um, his percentage of health, you know, whether he's below 75, 50, 25%, whatever he, um, so, you know, kind of mitigating the amount of damage that he can lose in an individual attack kind of seems like a pretty good idea. Cause he also has a Kylo type ability 
where he takes reduced damage from percent damage health effects. So burn damage over time, death mark, exposed, that sort of stuff doesn't do a whole hell of a lot to him. Um, what do you guys think as far as modding? Well, why don't we ask uh, Micro here? You have him. Have you modded him yet? What did uh, you I do? have, but I, honestly, I think the modding is very simple. It's a speed set and a defense set. All of the primaries are protection, and there's an argument to be made for critical avoidance arrow. However, I would probably still just go speed, 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 and max protection with a secondary defense set. I think that's like the obvious go-to choice. He has amazing base speed. He He's kind of like a mini Nihilus in the way that he ramps and does consistent amounts of true damage. I think he's just completely nuts and you want him to go as quickly as possible. Let me see here. What is his actual base speed or maxed out speed? It's 165? What? All right. Oh, so, yeah, wow. that's pretty. Yeah. One less up, than Darth Revan. That's up turn to the top. Yeah, not too bad at all. Very nice. Yep, not not too shabby. Um, so the unique ability that I was talking about is the second unique Jaws of Life. Uh, he gains the 35% crit avoidance, health, steel, tenacity, and defense while he has less than 75%, doubled when he has less than 50%, and tripled when he has less than 25% health. Um, and then the first time he ch- reaches each of those thresholds, uh, he gains a bonus turn, and the cooldown on his Drain Life ability is reset. So, um, Okay, so the- this ability brings me back to people like... Uh, what's his face? Royal Guard. Once you get down to health, what are the odds that he's going to hit each of these individual milestones at different times? Because a lot of the time, these people are hitting you. If you're just into your health, they're going to either take you down to red or take you halfway or kill you, you know? Because a lot of these abilities, once you get down into health, the health pool is generally smaller than the protection pool. So, I mean, I don't know how often he's going to be hitting that second uh, special or getting that that, uh, move off. Because if you're dropping him down to 25% health, you're hitting all three of those at once, right? You're not going to be able to use that move three times? The other thing... Am I wrong with that? No, you're because right. I, it's one each time. Yeah. So, if you drop the 75, 50, and 25 in one hit, and he's down in the red, he's going to use that ability, that special once, kill someone more than likely, and never get to do that that part of the unique again. Which is usually what happens when you get can get down into the health out of protection. So if you, if this, I don't know what this dude's health pool is. I was looking that up on Slugger. That's what I was going to say. The other thing is he has the highest base protection in the entire game. He's 7k over Jimro Kenobi, and it translates into health, right? Yes. So for this reason, you have to realize it may be 25% of his health, but he's already going to have the bonus stats from mm-hmm. the first time he had 75% health. And then on top of it, if 25% of his protection or the total of his protection is going to go into his health so 25 percent is still going to be like 30 or 40k health right yes yep and i think that's a good argument um i haven't used him i don't have him unlocked yet but i would be awfully damn tempted to go um almost entirely defense sets on him 
because the the Maliks that I have faced so far in Arena, I haven't had much of an issue taking them out. <laughs> they He needs a lot more damage mitigation. Now, Darth Revan does have 100% defense penetration, so he will kind of ignore a lot of that. But, um, you know, just slowing down how quickly he loses health is going to be a really good way to go because you're going to want to be able to take advantage of all of those three thresholds on restoring his drain life ability and slow that down as much as possible because the longer he's around, the more frustrating he will be and you just kind of have to keep dealing with him and him being alive takes you away from being able to kill Darth Revan or Basilish on Fallen, who are the real, you know, they're they're the actual problem. Malak is just an unbelievably annoying distraction, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it, if he's in the team, you are going to have to think about him first. Because if if, if you leave him to the end without a strong team around on your side, he's going to just chew through them by himself. So you'll have to have a game plan when this guy is in the team because of that, uh, because of this unique, the unique two and his uh, 100% health uh, ability. So this dude definitely changes the plan when or of uh, order of operations, I guess, when you're fighting a team with him in it. Yep. For sure. So interesting. Interesting. Well Um so I don't know that I'll get him this time uh, for sure. Uh I will be happy to have him when I do get him. But uh Can I, I really can I make like a prediction? I'm gonna make a prediction. What's that? That on episode 145, this week in Swaga, Goodnight Punk will be discussing about how he unlocked Darth Malak. <laughs> you know what? I am I for once I this is my off week on Saturday. <laughs> so I will get to, I will say this. If I worked Saturday, like tomorrow night, all night, I would not unlock him because I would be too focused on sleeping and work to cover those two days we have left on this event. But the fact that I have off tomorrow night, there's a pretty good chance that I will be able to focus this down. So you're probably, that's probably a safe bet. I will say that's probably. I I kind of figured. So So, um, (laughs) people are mentioning, you know, the thing about CG Staten that he's going to get a buff. He's going to get some sort of update to make him work better with Darth Revan. Do you guys think this is a good idea, bad idea, or what do you think? I think this was their original intention with him and it didn't work the way they wanted to to and it's a bad look to say that the day he's released to everyone else that hey he's not as good as we want him to be we're going to make him even better so everyone that's not getting him who thought oh okay I might still have a chance in the arena is now getting double whammied because they got whammied on the release or the announcement day. Now they're like, okay, I fought a few. This isn't so bad. Now this comes out and they're like, okay, well that apparently that wasn't intended. Yeah. And now they're getting slapped again. So yep. it kind of is a bad look, but uh, it's the look that they're going to give for everyone that's getting him. And that's good for the people getting him for sure. Bad for those people that 
are still not getting him. So, yeah, it's it's just bad all around. How overall, I feel about I it is, I'll say this: I I think every single thing CG has done with this event has been deliberate. And I think it all the way down to the confusing wording, so you don't know what you need at the beginning, all the way to the way that they're going, they're putting it after it comes out that hey, he's going to get a buff too. What's really annoying me about the event is everything that's happened. They don't, they're not telling you what you're going to be receiving. They're saying you might need to do this, you might need to do that. Malik might get buffed. Why not tell us what the buff is? You have, we have two days. If the buff's going to be nuts, maybe some people want to well out, you know. But if they're they're yeah, not going to let us sure. know on the last day, then it's just another ploy to get people, oh, it's the last day. Now we know the buff is, re, you know, way too, way too strong. So let me just, well, out on the last day, it'll be even more expensive. So maybe I'm being cynical, but for me, it just seems everything they do is just, for this event at least, it's been single-mindedly focused on making people spend. And I think that's just another one of those. The, I'll yeah, be honest. Had, I, it's curious because they said teams, and I wonder what the actual teams they're not performing. It he's not performing against our. Yeah, they didn't state it. Um, that kind of makes me want to go on a rant about just the really amazing communication that we've had lately regarding Swaga. <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> a, but I will restrain myself. And he's not going to be able to. He's he's paused. Um, CG's DDoSing him here. Well, there he is. Yeah, CG's DDoSing him. I'll bite my oh, I'll, I'll bite my tongue. All right, so let let's let's move along. As a stormtrooper would say, um, the update this week. There was an sounds a- like your internet's biting your tongue for you. That's probably good. That's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably good. Yeah. Um, like every week, all dude. Right. All, all right. right. So, all right. So, slight detour. Not this week, but next week. Episode one hundred and forty-five will probably be my final episode here in this house. And, um, I the the amazing internet is not going to be at the new place yet. I don't know when it's coming this summer. Some time is what I'm expecting. But I, I have done speed test, and my hotspot does get way better service over there. So I am really hoping that the internet clears up here pretty soon. Just cross your fingers and see. <laughs> Do you know like? That might be the most historic moment for this podcast is the day that Wink doesn't use dial-up anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be what? able to you live should, stream time, at my I house. I wish I had a sounder. I wish I had a sounder <laughs> for every time you started going robotic that I could hit that played up the AOL uh, dial-up sound. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I thought my internet really was nice. bad in Alaska, man. What's going on in Oklahoma? <laughs> no, you're way more yeah. civilized. We got a guy in Alaska <laughs> with perfect audio here. Yeah, the uh, technology. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fun stuff, fun stuff. Anyway, all right, so under the update. So uh, Gear 12 Salvage is now available from Light Side, Dark Side, Battle Stage 9. I, I did a fake internet screw up that way people on the podcast will hear what an internet screw up sounds like i was wondering <laughs> what the hell was just happening so you can actually farm gear gear 12 salvage now the gold stuff which is really amazing um wonderful uh some of those things are actually 
doubled up with some other really good gear. That, yeah, so like bayonets around you, golden eyeballs. That's that's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. That is a good point. You get point. bayonets with golden eyeballs. That's yep. that's there's so many good This is awesome. I like this change for sure. You know what I wish they would have done though? I wish they would have put gold the gold pieces and the purple pieces required for those gold pieces on the same spot. That but you know, that's so asking Now I don't know if much. you're really lagging or if you're not really lagging. It's throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, my internet's terrible. Um, so besides that, we got uh, static platoons in Hoth Territory Battles. We've been seeing this coming for a while. They've been talking about making this, you know, easier to anticipate. We'll get to why here momentarily, but... They added slicing material to shipments, which are actually at a slightly reduced price. I didn't do the math on what it is. I assume it's more expensive than 50 gristle refresh, but cheaper than her gristle refresh. But I'm not 100% for sure. Now, the controversial topic of the week prior to the controversial topic of the week. They changed hard nodes. They dropped them from eight to five. What say you, guys? Well, let me just say this before you go, Micro. I only have like four hard node farms left, four or five. So it doesn't hurt me that badly. But for everyone else who who is still working out their roster and has a lot of characters still left to unlock, it is way more devastating. And the fact that right now... And, okay, based on their wording for the reason they did it, think of it this way. They upped it to eight, knowing that we needed to get those characters, those hard node characters for Darth Revan and Jedi Knight Revan. So think that in the future, the odds are if we need a hard node character for an event, they're go- probably going to drop it, put it back up at eight. But right now, there's nothing to farm. So after Malik, what this signals to me, which makes me happy, is that we're not going to have a legendary or ancient journey or journey for a while now that requires a hard node character. And we can finally start to uh, relax a little bit and work on characters we want, because if they have one that comes out in the next three months that requires a hard node character, you can almost expect now a jump back from five to eight to start farming that character. And so they kind of clued us into something. So if you see it go from five to eight, that might mean something in the future as far as a legendary or a journey character means. Now, to me, this doesn't hurt me that much because all I'm farming is is a goggles chewy and a range trooper. So, yeah, I'm not super stoked or worried about when I'll get them to seven star. But like I said... Sorry, I, I'm talking forever. Go ahead, Micro. No, I like hearing <laughs> it, man. Because, like, honestly, you're preaching to the choir here. But I, I have a few things that I thought when this happened. So one of which is the reason this hard no change happened in the first place, which is interesting. There was a comment on Reddit. It, it's just a random comment in one of the threads that was saying, "I wish they would do another temporary increase from five to eight. Just some random guy. And under it, the developer, I think it was like Top Hat or one of these guys, Crumb or somebody said, you know what, we're having a meeting in an hour. This is probably a good time for me to pitch this. Maybe I can try to get you, you know, a couple weeks of bonus time or whatever. So this whole however many months we've had it was because of somebody's Reddit comment, which I think is personally hilarious. 
But the part that I think about this change <laughs> is one, it's it's timed too perfectly. It's timed with the announcement of a new Star Wars movie. It's timed with the moving of all new marquees to a singular territory battle. Now, I know everyone's kind of hyped that, oh, Hoth are now static, but I'm almost worried because if if that's static, that means the new territory battle that's coming out, they're going to make the platoons, I guarantee it, twice as hard as the Hoth battles were, right? It's going to be like all of the new characters and none of the older characters is what I'm worried about. So I think that tied with the fact that the new movie launched basically right when this change goes out is pretty obvious. As far as hard node farms go, I'm right with you there too. I kind of have a different philosophy on farming. I don't actually farm hard node character shards very often. I farm gear with energy typically. And I only farm it if there's a like an event coming up. The only time I farm characters is, oh, there's an event or I need it for a meta team. If it's not that, I just purely don't farm it and I farm gear. So it's not really going to change me at all. I'm, I'm not going to be farming the new guys. I'm just going to be farming gear for a while. Uh, gear. That's the other part to this change that I like is means... If you're do doing five instead of eight, yes. by the end of the day, I have a lot more energy to put towards gear. 100%. Which I'm going to be gearing yeah. a lot of characters in this, what I hope is downtime. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that gives me all that extra energy for gear. So That was the one thing I was going to say. I, I'm excited about the opportunity to start farming gear and get away from farming characters. Um I, I'm close to being done with hard nodes anyway, but I mean, just in general, just knowing that we're turning into another era rather than the rush farm era that we've been in the last six months, I am very excited. Um, I I was unbelievably annoyed and frustrated before that road ahead post came out. The road ahead post gave me hope. I do. <laughs> I mean. We, you and I were talking about this. Um, oh yeah, we had a nice heart to heart. Yeah, we did. And I'll be honest, it it wasn't good. And then the road ahead came out, and no. I, I think my exact quote was, <laughs> "The road ahead Just when better knock it out." Get apart. any worse? Yeah, I mean, you they, go and completely redeem yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah, so... Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Reminded me of a Dumb and Dumber there. Uh, yeah. Just when I think you can't get any worse. I Just when I you think you can't you're... get any dumber. <laughs> you go and do something like this. Yeah, that movie basically changed Income? my life. That was a good movie. <laughs> nice. uh, it is. It's Classic. Am it's amazing. Samsonite? I was way off. <laughs> All right, sorry. Anyways. All right. So, uh, um... What's this next thing? <laughs> what is this next thing? Where are we at? Uh, changed Rolo. This is one I am confused about as well. Changed Rolo and IPD shards earned in TB back to one from two. Stupid. This is what this is what confuses me about this. We're we're going to talk about the road ahead and TBs very soon. But to me, with the what the road ahead says means we're going to probably end up doing these other ones less, which would mean less opportunity for these shards, which would mean I would think that they would have upped it instead of made it go down again. So I have no idea where they went back from to one from two on Here's this. Here's a different take. 
Like, okay, so the reason for this is is it's a new territory battle. There's going to be a new territory battle character. They're worried about long-term passive currency income. That's always what they nerf. Whenever they nerf something like tank rewards, heroic Sith rewards, etc., it's always the long-term passive income, like the Bronzium ally point nerf that came out too. So what they're worried about here is shard shop currency. Now, your point is, I don't think they're going to change the territory mm. battle is too much for the other one. I think they're adding more characters in. And so what they don't want is when everyone has a max in three territory battles to continually be receiving tons and tons of shard shop currency. So what they're doing is they're basically nerfing it overall. If they have one more character and they cut these in half, then we're really getting like a 30% cut. I think that's kind of what they're trying to do. That is a really good take on that. I didn't think about that. Now, that take definitely is an in-game mid to end game take more so than new player because it really punishes the new player compared to the the older player and I, I I've been a I played this game seven days after it came out since seven days after it came out so I've been through the whole thing I try a lot on this show as you'll you will uh, list you'll learn try to think of the new player as often as I can because it's it's just a mindset that I don't have Without them, because the game I've dies. just played so long. Yeah, exactly. So to me, it's like for a new player with this change, it, it it makes it really rough for them. But but your reasoning for what you said totally makes sense. So, yeah. Did you lose your internet? You're muted. Oh, I'm muted. I, for, I was going to say there for the is. record, <laughs> like I don't, I don't agree with this change. Like I I I understand their reasoning. But I, I don't see why we mm -hmm. can't have 900 charge up currency from territory battle. Is it so bad that we get 20 or 30, you know, pieces of Carbontes or something out of the show? I mean, I really don't think it's a big deal, but they do. So. I, I have a theory. Um, oh, I love theories. So what if part of the reason why they're doing this is because they are going to completely change the way territory battles work? And... Talking about that, I mean only the Hoth ones. What if they changed territory battles to be like they were originally scheduled to be on 12-hour cycles? That would be wait, absolutely nuts. Wait, you're saying territory <laughs> but battle every... Oh, you mean the phases? A phase hours. would be twelve hours. Yeah, that would so. that would get us through more territory battles. It would justify reducing the, um, you know, the shards and the rewards on it because there are, you know, at this point there are a number of guilds that are getting forty five and forty eight stars, and if you start pushing that out in favor of the new Geonos Geonosis territory battle that's going to be coming in, I mean, something's got to give, because I would be very surprised if they come out with a new territory battle that is the new PvE thing, and they make you wait, uh, you know, you only get to do it once a month, or if that, uh, because if they keep yeah, with the... it doesn't make any sense. Though, Why? If they keep with the current scheduling where they don't overlap territory battles and territory war, you end up in a spot where you might only see it once every two months. There is no way they're going to do that with the newest PvE event. I don't see it. They've got to drop something or shorten something in order to do that. 
here I've gotten to this I've gotten to this point now in in this game where if they run a territory war or a grand arena at the same time as territory mm-hmm. battles, I'm not going to be offended. So if it went to two of the new one a month, as well as one of each Hoth, and there was a territory battle going every week of the of the month, that would still be fine to me. Only because at this point, the Hoth ones are easy enough that I can auto them. And they really don't take that much time. Yep. So... Yeah. I'm okay with that. If they were to do a territory battle every week to get two of the new one in a month, along with one of each of the other ones, that's fine. And they've already shown that they're totally fine with doing Grand Arena and territory battles at the same time. So Mm -hmm. as a guild leader, that 12-hour thing, when it originally was announced, that was like the nightmare scenario. And we've seen... We've seen with 24 hours how much you have to push people sometimes. I can't imagine how bad that would be at 12 hours. So I would be much more okay with one every week as opposed to uh, 12 hours or only doing one Hoth a month and uh, alternating months, especially at that point for new players. Then they would really... That would get as bad... For seven starring either IPD or Rolo as Talzin and Wicket were on their initial implementations. Yeah. As far as seven starring them. So yeah, it's it's just I don't know. I, I'm really interested to see where uh where that timing goes. So Indeed. I don't know. All right, so uh, moving on to um, Ebon Hawk was added to fleet data cards, fleet packs, and shipments. Um, Which I think signals another thing. I think that Galactic Chases are marquees, better marquees for new ships. I'm glad you brought this up. Because you can farm whatever you want, and you're going to get that new ship if you farm hard enough or you make a few extra refreshes, which obviously earns them money. You do a few few extra refreshes, you work on it, you can unlock that ship at five stars, and then past that point, they're going to release it a different way. Like now, already we have Ebonhawk and the shuttle in these ship chromiums. But we don't know where they're going after that. I have a feeling that they're not coming back. Galactic chases for those two ships, and then every time no those come, it'll be a new ship. So I think that's pretty much the signal right there that one-time thing. Go your heart out at first if you want to get it to seven star. If not, at least unlock it, you know, and then one, eventually it'll come out to a farmable place. Agreed. I, I would think if the you know, the Galactic Chase event was going to be a one-off thing for each ship. They would have mentioned that because I feel like that would have really caused people to dump some money on refreshing energy to try to get those ships leveled up even earlier rather than just expecting them to come back there. I could be wrong. I think they did sort of mention it, though, because earlier in the year when they were doing the road, they well, yes and no, they did not specifically state it. But what they did say earlier is that they were going to be trying out new versions of marquee releases, new ways to release characters. And I believe they would have mentioned, like you were saying, if Galactic Chases were coming back. I don't I have not seen any event yet that they have said this is a one time event. You know what I mean? So that's I'm true. that's true. I'm I'm pretty sure this is 
a way to try to be more profitable out of ships with the marquee. Because the issue with ships, I believe, is that they're not making money from the packs from the ships. And people aren't just welling out straight on ships. People don't want to just buy a ship. And the other problem with it is a lot of people have the pilots done already. So there's no point in them trying to sell a pack that has the character shards and the ships in it like they do. And there's no point in trying to like sell the gear for the character if they can just do the galactic chase for the ship and monetize that ship another way. That's what I think, anyway. That makes a lot of sense as far as, like, all the crystals spent on those refreshes, especially if you're trying to get them to seven star. The only thing I can say against that is the fact that crystal-wise, I think it might actually be cheaper. I wish we had math on this to seven star a galactic chase ship than it would be to buy those 1299 crystal um packs for ships but like you said uh people probably weren't buying them anyway so this is probably the better way to go yeah i agree um all right so uh, the next thing they did was they added a crap ton of super expensive gear packs go get your gear packs yeah, because if you want some gear for $100, they've definitely got you covered. All right. So, I'm feeling personally it's, it's, uh, offended here because I purchased a couple of these packs as... Uh, I thought, well, one of them. I thought the $29.99 was a good deal. The other ones are garbage. But I thought the one that comes with like a little bit of crystals and what was it, a golden eyeball and a stun gun for like $29.99. If you are a well, i.e. me, and you are purchasing something, it, it's drastically cheaper. It's just a cheaper way to get the gear you need. That makes sense. Yeah, that one. There's some of them. I didn't, I will admit to not looking through what they were, only seeing some of the prices on some of them and what was in them, the higher end ones. So that one actually does the sound pretty good. But are, are because, because I think a full stun gun itself already costs you 20 bucks. Yeah, it's 25 41, it. 20 bucks, so, 20 800. So it's like 90. Yeah, exactly. And so <clears throat> I, you know, yeah, it's 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 okay. It kind of depends on what you need. Um, and the other piece on there basically has a stun cuff involved with it, so that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I'm... The gear packs, it's hard for me to get on board, but... Dude, I don't know what the deal is lately with stun cuffs, but I'm always sitting around 250 stun cuffs. I used Why to be. Why are stun cuffs suddenly really easy to get... But the other ones are still so damn hard. And like stun cuffs are never a problem for me anymore. It man, it's but stun guns and carbantes still still a problem. You, um, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, no, but I guess stun cuffs will come often enough in Grand Arena Awards, and there's somewhere else that I get them from all the time. And it's just I don't know. Stun gu- cuffs don't ever bother me anymore. You get them a lot from Territory Wars, Territory Battles, too. It seems to be, like, one of the common things. So you kind of get them that way. Plus, they're one of the... I think it's the technically the cheapest purchase out of the Guild Store. It's, like, one of the most cost-efficient things you can purchase in the Guild Store as well. So people tend to get them there. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So... It's like me with Mark III Bacta Joes. I have, like, ten full of these things. I just keep getting them, and no one takes them. <laughs> The worst is, uh, well, not the worst, but Mark IV Carbontes make me so angry. Because <laughs> when I see them, I think, oh, sweet, I got a full Carbonti. Oh, crap. It baits you. Wrong one. 
Wink, are you? You're not moving. Are you still here? I'm still here. My internet's back. Okay. Hi. Every time you're not like you're just totally still, you can totally trick me into thinking you're gone. Like every time. <laughs> that that's even better. All right. You blinked. I saw you. Um, <laughs> um Bastila Sean. Yes. The last thing there was a separate post. Bastila Sean with the update was also given a new ability. Um, the final text on the new ability that was added to her. So, uh, rest in peace for everyone like me that did not uh, upgrade this ability before Territory Wars today. Um, she has a new ability with two, two, uh, two sides to it, but, uh, two upgrades to it. Final text. At the start of Bastila's turn, she recovers 2% protection for each buff she has. That's a lot of protection. And all allies gain 3% turn meter doubled for Jedi. So 6% turn meter for most likely with if you're using her. And jet legendary battle meditation for one turn. So everyone gets legendary battle meta- meditation and 6% turn meter in most of the teams you run with her. And legendary battle meta- meditation got a change. Uh, it's 50% potency, 35% counter chance doubled for Jedi, as well as now... Legendary battle med- meditation cannot be dispelled. That that it makes no so, sense to me. That is not all, though. Um, she also had some stuff added to her kit. Uh, the entirely n- new ability gives, um, I believe, whenever Jedi Knight Revan is the leader ability, abil- right? is in the leader slot, not the ally slot. It gives her and him. Plus uh, 70% accuracy, potency, and tenacity. And that part of it is absolutely huge because this team is going to be going against debuff-based teams for the most part. And I have noticed a significant difference in battling Jedi Knight Revan teams since this ability was added versus the way it was before, you know, using my Emperor Palpatine team. The debuffs don't land quite as consistently because 70% tenacity is a pretty damn massive amount of tenacity based on the way that it works. There's also an undocumented change that I posted you might have seen on Reddit. Um, her se- her second ability, the, the stun yes. that removes things, it adds a inflict buff immunity now, and they didn't say that yep. anywhere in the patch notes. Yeah, it's funny. I saw that CG Top Hat commented on your Reddit post, right? Saying, oh, how embarrassing or something like that. And then they added it to the uh, forum post. Yep. Like, oh, you caught us. So, I mean, how embarrassing. Everything they did here basically made Basil Sean mimic Basil Sean Fallen. I mean, their kits are very, or at least their unique abilities are very mirrored of each other. It is... um, I, I do like that, but I, for me, I have a huge problem with this update. Like, I could go and ran on it forever, but it—I I don't think this was necessary at all. I think they added this probably because they were having pro- and the buff immunity. It probably because the way Darth Malik went, they probably wanted to announce it a week, like five days earlier than they did. But they probably couldn't get the light side of the team to be able to com- clear it correctly with the way the puzzle was and the way the damage output was. So what they did instead was, instead of making like the health lower, because the Darth Revan team already can destroy it, so they need people to have to gear the Darth Revan as much as possible, they made Basila Shan better, because that's just the way they decided to change this. And it makes no sense, because rosters 
are basically a ladder, right? And every time a new a new meta team comes out, you're farming the next rung, and you're okay. Now this is the next one that pushes that team down by one. But all this change does is further it further differentiates the Jedi Knight Revan and Darth Revan teams from every other team in the game. Jedi Knight Revan already beats every other team in the game minus Darth Revan, right? Which is the new next step on the rung. I don't agree. Okay. Um, I I think that this really only makes Jedi Knight Revan better against Darth Revan. And Darth Revan has a serious problem in the fact that there are actual counters to Darth Revan. I mean, the Sith Triumvirate can do it. There are rebel teams that can do it. Darth Revan is far more beatable than Jedi Knight Revan whenever you look at the entire roster available to Swaga. But Jedi Knight Revan does definitely lose to Darth Revan. So I think this is a little bit more of not necessarily creating rock, paper, scissors, but more about equalizing what can beat what. Because this doesn't help any other team beat Jedi Knight Revan. All this does is make it better against Darth Revan. So that's a fair point, and I'm going to counter that point, okay? Here's what they should have done. Instead of we have the, the top two teams, right? And then all the way down here is everyone else. So instead of making Darth Revan significantly better than Jedi Knight Revan, just make him a little bit better. Why does Jedi Knight Revan have to get buffed in order to make him better against Darth Revan? Jedi Knight Revan was already the most oppressive meta this game has literally ever seen. So it doesn't make any sense to me that what we do is we take Jedi Knight Revan and buff the team when this team is already nuts. And it, it the only thing it does is make it against Darth Revan, but if they want to make it better against Darth Revan, why didn't they just make Darth Revan worse against Jedi Knight Revan? That's what I don't understand. Instead, they added it the other way. You know what I mean? They added it to the kit of Jedi Knight Revan and just add more stats. And that's where my problem is, anyway. But I, I can see your point, and it's a fair point. All right. Um, well, we'll we'll agree to disagree marginally. Um, totally fine. Totally fine. Agree to disagree. Yep. All right. So, uh, good night, punk. Do you have any other comments regarding this? He seems to be missing in action at the moment. Oh, is he? My my internet's several. Well, if he is missing in action, then I will just. I will move on to this. Back on topic, we're talking about Roadhead. Or Roadhead, sorry. We're talking about Roadhead, really? Roadhead. <laughs> All right. Um, so the Roadhead post, there was, I mean, it was pretty good. What did you think about the Roadhead post, Micro? I was excited about it, man. Like, everything about it, yep. I'm pretty happy happy about it. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of prequels. Me, Star Wars fans going to love prequels, so I'm excited for more prequel content. I'm glad that Jedi Knight Anakin and Ahsoka, you know, Snips and Jedi or uh, Jim Kenobi are getting a little bit of love there. Um, oh, yeah. I appreciate that, you know? I think that's cool. Thematically, I like it. The Grand Arena Championships, I'm hyped for, too, because honestly, I want to see 
I want to see who in the world can beat my roster. You know, I'm not, I don't feel cocky. <laughs> I just think that it's real. Like I'm legitimately want to know how many other people at my GP can beat me. And so I don't know if this is going to be the grand arena championships are going to be GP versus GP, or if it's like an Evo system where you just win and you go against other people who have won. It's going to be really hard to balance. I'm not sure, but I am excited for literally all of this. All right. So We'll start with the reworks. Uh, if you don't already know, Anakin Skywalker, Jedi and I, Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano, who we already had synergy with, and Gerald Kenobi, are going to get marginal reworks to the degree that they are going to synergize and elevate each other. I absolutely love this because Gerald Kenobi is the best tank in the game, and I frankly don't think it's very close. And... He doesn't even have a Zeta ability. My God, like he's so good. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I I have a thought about that when we get to that point. Go ahead. Um. All right. So, uh, I, I am very curious to see what they do with these three characters to make them all work together because there is a huge pool of Jedi, um, that you have the ability to make teams with. Jedi Knight, Anakin, and Ahsoka. And Gerald Kenobi, the three of those having synergy together, I think is going to be very interesting because right now you have the Jedi Knight, Revan, the Basilisk, Sean, and Grandmaster Yoda that are, I don't want to say inseparable because I do separate them in Grand Arena, but they are so good together that that synergy is amazing. It would be great to have another strong core of Jedi that are absolutely amazing together. So I'm really hoping that they do that. Maybe give Gerald Kenobi a Zeta ability of some sort. Um, just to make him a little bit stronger, uh, even if that is just like a synergy Zeta, that would be awesome. That is, that is exactly what I was going to say. Nice. We, for the longest time with General Kenobi thought, what would you do to General Kenobi with a Zeta that he does, that he would need? He doesn't need anything. He would be but OP if, if you they gave were to a add another Zeta. ability. So that's my thing. They'll probably add another ability to General Kenobi that is specific to these other two characters and have a Zeta on it to make him work as a synergy with those two characters, and that will be the Zeta, and that makes perfect sense to me. And then you know the other what that makes me think of with this rework content, uh, if the clones get a rework. Another character very similar to General Kenobi that we talk about doesn't need a Zeta, but doesn't have one, is Rex, right? Ah, yes. What would make Rex better? If Rex got a Zeta, it would be a synergy Zeta, no doubt about it. I agree. Yeah, so so if if the... I think this means a clone rework is coming as well. They ju- it's just unannounced right now yeah. because of the Clone Wars era stuff. I think a Clone Wars rework will also come. And I think if they rework Rex and he gets a Zeta, it'll also be like what we think with Kenobi, where it'll be more synergy-based than something that just makes one of the best leaders this game has ever seen even better. So I have a prediction. Yeah, I'm really stoked for this. This is my official right, prediction on what they're going to do with General Kenobi. <laughs> Hype. They are going All to right, do. Let's go. They're going to take something that the Millennium Falcon has and give it to General Kenobi in a way. They are going to make it to where Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tana cannot be targeted until Love it. Gerald Kenobi is defeated. 
And so, it will be a Zeta interesting. Yes. I love it. That's crazy. That would be absolutely crazy. They, I'll tell you why I'm really excited for this rework. Because of doing that Jedi Master uh, quest... I just gear twelved Anakin, so nice. I guess I just need to go after uh, after Snips now. Yep. So I'm already I'm already ahead of this rework. That never happens. <laughs> that actually is something to make you smile, as opposed to be like, "Well, great, I gotta I gotta gear this guy now." So I'm, I'm stoked, man. I love I love Clone Wars. That cartoon, it it stands. I the need test to watch it. I, I know you have not. I know you haven't watched content. it, dude. But it is, there's so many good stories. There's so many Jedis that get backstory, even though they were in the movies, that get backstory to them, that you, you, you feel for them. People get introduced that maybe even go one episode, like I'm a gonna die. I mean, I'm a gonna <laughs> And so, but there's so many cool stories from Clone Wars. The fact that they're going to focus on it a little bit here this summer, and we speculated this, but now we know it's for tr- for sure. I'm really excited for this. No matter who gets reworked, I'm I'm really excited. And for those of you listening at home, um, clones clones were the, our third easiest team to gear from our li- our episode last week. So if they do get reworked, there's a good chance that that really good team now for whatever area they are good in after a rework will be easier to gear than most of the other teams in the game. So keep that in mind uh, going forward for sure. Cool. Yeah, I'm really stoked for these reworks, man. I love reworks. And it's it's, it's just one of those things that with all the panic farms and all the, the just paywalls, it feels good. it's something that you have that they yep. rework to make good, even if it's not Arena, which it probably won't. It just makes them better for... Most of the time, it makes them better for Grand Arena. It makes them better for Territory Wars. It makes them better even in Territory Battles. I mean, there's just a lot of things that go with reworks that I really like. So I'm super stoked for this. I'm going to say my my prediction, so that way I'll look like an idiot when I'm totally wrong. But I think that General Kenobi's <laughs> leadership is going to get a Zeta. And I think it's going to get a Zeta that anytime one of the clones gain that buff, it's shared with the other members of the team. Because right now, they're tied independently to their roles you know you get stealth whatever whatever but mm-hmm. i think they're going to share mm-hmm. it with everybody is going to be my guess maybe not stealth maybe not taunt but like advantage and maybe they're going to add something else like health up it's got to be turn meter gain there's got to be something like that to share within the clones i i'm hoping anyway my prediction is jimbo kenobi gives some kind of zeta that makes clones okay wouldn't that be really cool if somehow merging the Jedi into the clones was a thing mm. going forward because in that the movies, cool. yeah. the clones are nowhere unless a Jedi is with them. And in the game, the clones are always by themselves. Now they got I'm a gun D and Plo Koon and uh, general Kenobi. They all have leadership abilities that include clones. I believe I'm pretty sure all three of them do, yeah. but no one ever uses them with the clones. So it'd be really cool if they could find a way to work some of those unused Jedi that you never put in a Jedi team to rework them to work better with clones. What they need is, you know what is I mean? like another faction tag, honestly. Like they need some kind of prequel Clone War era Jedi slash Clone War, like Clone Wars army tag. Anyone that's related within the sequel, you know, the prequels, 
Clone Wars era that's within the army needs some kind of tag together to bring it all in or else I, it's going to be hard to get it to work. The only thing that has both of those leaderships, like you're saying, is those particular Jedi and none of them are fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. All right, so what do you guys think about this? The Geonosis territory battle. This is, I mean, this is kind of the big thing. This is the big PvE event. This was this very surprising to see in the road ahead. I am freaking stoked, man! And you know what? We've been, we've we've speculated about this. It's been on Reddit all the time, everywhere. It's been everywhere. It's like, and you know what? Maybe they thought of this themselves. Maybe this was always their plan, and we just wanted it, and that's what they wanted to. But the fact that this is the thing that is going in there is amazing to me. Um, I'm really, really curious to see what it entails, whether it's light side or dark side, whether we're going to have a light side version or a dark side version. Here's a thought I had the other day that would be really cool. If it's basically Geonosis where the arena is and everyone's light and dark side are fighting, wouldn't it be interesting if instead of six phases of light, six phases of dark, you had one phase of light on one side of the map, one phase of dark on the other side of the map, and you converged in the middle by the end of the territory. Love that idea. That would be awesome. And I, I didn't think of that, but I was kind of thinking of something where they use both. Because if you add, say, a light side Geonosis territory battle, you would then have to add a dark side Geonosis battle. And then we have four territory battles, each of which currently takes a week long to complete. It just really feels like that, you know... Like what we talked about earlier, that is extending new content out way too far, and I don't think they'll do that. They're going to want people, if if these territory battles are built the same as the Hoth territory battles, where it is about increasing your galactic power as much as possible, which I suspect it will be because Grand Arena does the exact opposite, so they want to, they want to incentivize people to increase their galactic power, so they're going to keep that, I suspect, but... It would be great if we could cycle these a bit more often rather than having to continuously wait between them. I agree. Or I was wondering, what what do you guys think about what if they run them simultaneously? Now, I don't know if they have the systems in play, but they're also saying they can run Territory Wars and Grand Arena together, and they managed to figure that out. So I'm kind of curious, if what if they do like the Hoth, you know, light side, dark side, and then they run this one light side, dark side, and they don't compete with each other. They're just independent on time schedules. I would like that. If they did that, they would need to run Territory War alongside the Hoth Territory Battles and then maybe leave the Geonosis Territory Battles separately on their own thing. Yeah, it's a good point. What what update are we on? Was the last one TU-15? Yes. So the next big update will be this. 16, yeah. Big update, yes. That's awesome. Yep. So... You can probably expect this within the next month. That's my guess. The way they worded it, I'm not sure. Probably now, because it's been... TU-15 was like a month ago from now. So, I mean, I feel like this isn't probably that far off. I don't remember. (laughs) All I know is I want to know who the new... guild event characters are and if it's if it's both light and dark on one event 
Are we only getting one Grand Arena? Or, sorry, Grand Arena. Are we only getting one Guild Event token character, or are we getting two? I want to know what's going in there. Um, I, Hoth battles, you had to have Hot Han, and you also had to have Stark, Colonel Stark. So what what's what's being released for those teams, and where are they going to be released? Are they finally going to drop something in... Uh, guild of the guild store. Are they finally going to drop something else on the cantinas? Because I'm really getting tired of farming cruise node for shard shop currency. I'll just say that. Um, it it's. I really want to know what the new characters are. And I, uh, a lot of people are speculating Padme, and I would not be surprised if we saw Padme, Padme. from this. She's got to Him, be. Yeah. She's yeah. got to be associated it has with to it. Be. There's no it. way she's not going to be, I, in my opinion. Um, I agree. I, I want to touch on, I'm going to butcher your name, so I'm sorry, but uh, for Suero, uh had a comment in chat. I've heard rumors, maybe data mind, that guilds will pick which territory battle to do. Hmm. That would be very interesting. If you got to launch territory battles, Kind of the same way you do raids, in which it's not based on tickets or anything. It's just based on time. Like, say, you have a week and your officers pick which territory battle you're going to do when the next territory battle launches, whether you do Hoth or Geonosis. That would be awesome. That would be a really good way because, you know, they are multiple tiers because, like, guilds like us, I mean... Um, we get 45 and 47 stars on the Hoth exactly battles. exactly what we get. Um, so we're kind of in that middle in-between spot. The light side, we've gotten to where it's pretty easy to complete. It would be nice if there was something more challenging that gave better rewards. We would definitely pick that all the time versus another gear guild that's maybe at 40 stars. It might not make sense to go into Geonosis where you'll be reduced in the number of stars you get and maybe be getting less gear so it's still worth it to do Hoth battles there for a while. Um, I, I don't know. That could be a really interesting way to do it. I like it. I would love that. I think that'd be a great buff for like newer guilds too, right? They can launch the easier ones if they want to. Yeah. The, I think the only problem with that is I, it, I lower think only, in guilds I think, will want to do the new territory battle. So true. I think there would have to be some sort of way that you can... This is figure that this out. is what I was gonna say to that for what you're saying. Only allow pick one for every week, right? Let's say you can pick one for every week. Only allow you to pick the new one twice a month. The other time you can do two light sides, you can do two dark sides, or you can do one of each. Just or That's you can do four light sides, you can do four dark sides, uh for Hoth. Uh, just allow it, if you do choose to do the new one, make it so you can only do it twice a month and you limit the new content as far as not progressing too fast compared to what they want while still allowing people to choose which one they do and the things that they're going to get out of it. Let me hit you, know you I mean? with uh, this tinfoil hat theory. What if like we already it. know that they can determine how many characters you have of a certain star variety. So what if they require both seven star Rolo and seven star IPD even to get into the next one? Yep. Could see that Unlock as well it as a guild. That's actually a really yeah, good be way to do it sure. because I mean, that is kind of the only reason you 
I mean, the those are the one things that are kind of locked to that territory battle. You know, the the crystals and the gear and all that sort of stuff. You could kind of transition that to make it stair step. So say forty-five stars in Hoth. Um, that gearbox is equal to say thirty-five or thirty stars in Geonosis. So you can get your you know get your rollo and then you can move on to geonosis um even though you're getting last stars you're still getting similar rewards or something along those lines all right here's a question for you too what do you want six phases or four phases i don't tiers per battle oh okay i was gonna say i don't care about phases but tiers per battle i want four absolutely want for dark side <laughs> territory battle is so much more fun than the six phase light side and i think that's why they did that i think they knew that the six was just a little too much too much yeah i wish that they would revert like if they're trying to save people time they i wish they would revert the original territory battle map to four battles or four phases like uh, the original Dark Side, or like the new Dark Side. Yep, I agree. So, what do you think, Micro? Yeah, I don't know. Um, to be honest, I really don't care that much. Uh, I actually enjoy doing territory battles. For me, I I don't really enjoy PvP that much. I'm kind of an oddball. I'm a PVE guy. Like I, my favorite thing in the game is raids. My second favorite in, thing in the game is whatever events that just happen to show up. My third favorite thing is territory battles. So for me, that's why I care about. Um, as far as if it would bother me if it's four or six, if it's four and I get less rewards than if it was six, then I care. Otherwise, I don't care. Gotcha. You know, it's funny about that. You say oddball, but the 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 good the fun thing about this podcast between me and Wink is he's a PvP guy and I'm a PVE guy. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. There's plenty of a plenty of PVE people out there. Their uh, the representation, and it's good to know at least with updates, you can probably pretty much count every time on it being here's a PVE update. Next quarter is going to be PVP update. Next quarter will be PVE, and that's what I love about the game because I do enjoy PVP. I just enjoy the PVE more. So knowing that this is coming is is exciting to me because I knew there's that the next update should be PVE, and knowing that. Was definitely gave me something to look forward to, even though I really do love Grand Arena. Let me pick so. your See, brain about why you like PVE. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, because I'm going to transition. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I was just going to ask you. So for me, I like PVE because I'm sure most people feel this way. But the reason we like this game is it's like a trading card game, right? You can actually like start collecting your characters. You have your collection. You can use them places. And for me, I like PvE because I can actually play the game. Like, I have all these characters, and I'm sitting here staring at, oh, wow, this is great. That's a lot of money, but I can't do anything right now. Like, unless I pay Christos to Sim Energy, I'm still not even doing the battle. I want to use my Star Wars. I want to see lightsabers attacking things. Like, that's why I like PvE. PvP for me is I play the same five characters in the same way or the same counter, the same thing. It's all, it's all decided. It's all math. All right, it's chest moves. For PvE, I get, yes! to, I get to pretend I'm doing Star Wars. I, that, is, that is exactly the same for me because I mentioned this in yep. Discord the other day. With 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 This is a game where you... This, this goes back to farming gear. I want to gear the teams I want to play, and I want to have a place to play them. 
Because a lot of times we end up gearing teams that we will set on defense and never even touch or play them ourselves. The computer plays them against other people. We don't play them ourselves. Like I've got a full gear 12 Ewoks <laughs> at this point that I don't even play because they're on defense all the time. Or you don't even play because like, you're sitting. <laughs> yeah, that's the other so, part. That's what I that's what I th- I want to have this game be more about playing the characters we collect than than uh having them and not using them. Basically, that's why arena is cool to me. It's fun to get the crystals. It's fun to dominate and be at the top and get number one. But you're used like using Jedi Revan for seven months straight for me was a just a nightmare because it was the same thing over and over. I could almost do it with my eyes closed. But when you start getting into events or like the Smalik thing where you have to think for yourself and figure it out. It was fun, out, by the way, other than the frustration. You're right. It was fun. Yes, exactly. It's fun because you have to figure it out and you play your characters and all that stuff. I'm not saying, and I know what you're thinking, Wink, I'm not saying that PvP is not fun because I do enjoy PvP. I just enjoy PvE more. Yeah. And you had something to say and I <laughs> cut you off. No, like you're fine. Do, so go ahead. Um, it was really funny that you mentioned like math and chess moves because I love chess and I love math and that's why I love PvP. It's especially grand arena it's it is about setting up a team it is about modding that team and trying to make that team work as optimally as possible uh pvp kind of it's different um and i like that optimization that pvp allows which is why i love 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 grand arena and that is why title update 16 is so great because it gives us territory battle on geonosis and it gives the one thing i wanted the biggest thing that i wanted an expansion to the grand arena the Ooh, what is that the grand Ooh, arena championship i would it literally sound like they wanted from the beginning basically like this yeah. is this to me is the update that makes it what it was supposed to be from the very start because the first thing they introduced Grand Arena with is hey who's the best Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes player in the game in the world they're like this is a battle and we're gonna rank the players and you're gonna know who's at the top this is a well, basically what this is is there I'm sorry I I cut you off again Wink. I'm so good at that. That should be a bingo score. No, I, you didn't but cut me off. It was probably my internet oh, okay. that lagged where it made it look like no, you were okay. cutting I, me You off. just had a silence, so I went on. But I'm just saying, what they're adding is Grand Arena Championships, which basically ranks players in Grand Arena. And I think this is what they intended from the start because they wanted to rank players and say, who's the best? At this point in Grand Arena, everything is hearsay, right? I could say right now that I've won every Grand Arena match, but that that doesn't mean that I did, you know? Yeah. The way to prove that is to show it by stats and rankings and wins or points you've earned yes. and all those types of things that will show who has that actual clout and who doesn't. So this, to me, is amazing because every, like, not every, but most PvP games have a ranking or a ladder system. Yes. And, uh... It's nice to have something that's going to show it. Now, is it going to be perfect off the bat? I guarantee there are going to be massive holes in this ranking system. No doubt. Guaranteed. 
But that doesn't mean it's not going to be fun anyway, despite it. Because people are going to say, oh, it's just wins, or I had more points than that, or this or that. that people will say things, and it'll be changed over time. But what they're doing is implementing something that will start to rank your grand arena. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, pe- people are saying in chat, you know, this is something that they mentioned in the beginning, which is true. I, I really did not expect this to come this early. I figured they would release Grand Arena, then do a PVE thing, and then after that we would see an expansion to Grand Arena. But the the Grand Arena expansion is happening with the next PVE thing. It is happening soon. It's happening faster than I expected, which I obviously love. I am so excited. And like you're talking about, the rankings, I mean, this is something that so many other games have, is they have these small tournaments and these ways to kind of advance, um, you know, over, like, I don't want to say I've been losing interest, but with everything that's happened, like, we were talking to our conversation that we had this week, just kind of about state of the game and some frustrations and stuff. Like, even Grand Arena, I've just kind of been like, ugh, like... But something where you feel like you you want to advance to the next thing, so, you know, tournaments and, you know, e- bigger rewards. And that is super exciting that I mean, I understand that's what Grand Arena was meant to be, but I'm just so excited that's happening this early. I am unbelievably just anxious. Cannot wait. I, I agree. And one thing I wanted... Uh, what, uh, one thing I'm curious about with this is what if it will have separate ladders for different GP rankings? Because right now you have will. different ladders in... If that's the case, that'll be good, I think. Because I think that it needs to have seasons where uh, you start off in a certain bracket. And maybe the season can't be that long because of... GPs changed that much, and someone at the top of a bracket moved to the next one within that season, and it puts them at advantage. But it needs to be bracketed by GP because mm-hmm. someone newer to the game does not want to be bracketed with someone that started playing when the game came out. You know what I mean? So I think they need to have brackets by the GP for the ranking system, and it'll be good to have the people between 2 million and 3 million bracketed in the same spot or you know, zero to 500K ranked in a bracket. I actually have a prediction on this. So right now you get ranked. It's basically in order. Like say, if you listed out all of your GP, it just takes brackets of eight and goes, you know, by eight. And that's why you can basically set yourself up to battle people by setting your galactic power to the same or similar. You can get matched up with people. So what I suspect that they will do is they will do that for the you know the first round and then say everybody that finishes say top 2 or whatever in that or maybe even top 4 they will go on to the next bracket and it will relist all of those and it will take the 8 by 8 there. So as you start progressing through this bracket you are cutting out people but you know, you're still facing the winners that are closest to you in GP, and that will allow people with lower GP to then face people with higher GPs, and generally giving people with higher GPs the advantage, 
And, you know, you could do it based on seeding on galactic power and just kind of do that through however many stages you want to do. You could do that pretty easily. And, you know, um, like you said, it would allow uh, people to face others with different galactic power um, and really not have to bracket it that much. It's just kind of a, I mean, just kind of funneling people, basically. Here's my thoughts on it. I love the way you're interpreting it, because if if it is that way where you're, you're climbing through basically an ELO ladder, right? And you get to a certain point where you're at the top of wherever your bracket is, then you go into the next bracket. I think that's a great way of doing it. However, I don't think they're going to do it that way because of a couple reasons. One of which is everyone wants to feel like they're the best. Currently, Grand Arena is not accomplishing that, that for them. Like you guys touched with the ranking systems in other games, people want... You know, they want a number. They want something associated with them. Instead, people just don't care about Grand Arena. So if they make it where it's a global ladder based upon galactic power in those divisions, what's going to happen is people are going to see these astronomical numbers, and I believe they will not be invested enough in the rank, and they won't be able to hit that rank one or whatever it is in their bracket. So what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to cut up the GPs into very small brackets. I think it's going to be like 100k or 250k brackets within whatever your range is. And for that reason, it's going to help their monetization because people will actually have an achievable goal of getting to like the best in their bracket. And that's that's anyway, that's my take on it. But I, I kind of hope it's the way you do it, because even though I'm not like a PvP guy, I am a competitive person and I want to know how I stand straight up. I want to know, can I take three mil rosters? Can I take three and a half mil rosters? I want to know. Well, and what you said is, in a way, what I said, because if you start taking brackets and doing it the way that I stated, I mean, there will only be so much of a range of galactic power of people that you will be able to face mathematically. So, um, I mean, it would kind of solve that. And then you could also do something where you factor in records. So... As you get better records, you get placed into more premium leagues like the next season or whatever. Um, I you, like that. So th- there are a lot of options. And, you know, this this is something that you do kind of see in other games is various leagues based on how much you win. So, uh, uh, I mean, I'm curious to see so what those are good points, with, but we'll see. I have a good I have a question. then. Okay. Once we start getting into brackets that are smaller and smaller as we move up, do you think they have to change the matchmaking of not fighting the same people uh, that you've fought previously? you think they'll have to make it to the point where people have to fight the same people near the top of their brackets and... You know, no. to get move into the next one. I, I think you would have to go. You think there's enough people that it's yeah. not an issue? I think you would have to go through a lot of grand arenas before it logically made sense to make people start rematching. To give you an idea, uh, I would play League of Legends. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that game, and I got pretty decently ranked at some points. And when you get to the higher brackets, the way they did it in League of Legends is they forced it where you can only get so many people at the top ranks. So the people as they climb would kick out the people on the bottom ranks, and that way there's a limited number and quantity of it. Um, and for that reason, I you know, I kind of hope they do something similar because there's so many people now, I don't know how it's going to be 
you know, I don't know how it's going to be possible otherwise. If you want to be ranked 10 in the world or something, you know, how are they going to do that? Because the matchups, you're going to consistently, consistently get the same people, I think, otherwise. Yeah, it'll be interesting how those matchups end up working out and how they... You, you're gonna once you start reaching the very top, you're going to have to find a way to push people out and keep them there because you can't have a top ten and then okay, well we got to make this a top twenty now and then we got to make push this to thirty. You got to find a way to separate the top, the the, the cream of the crop. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. I agree. Um, great comment from Chicken Bottom who usually has really good comments in our chat and on our Discord. But Chicken Bottom says, here's his concern. And I t- completely agree with this as a PvE player who really wants to go ham gearing every character on my roster. Is his concern, with new TB maps coming out, which will definitely be harder and require a lot more GP I do not want my guildmates to keep their GP low for Grand Arena I really want them to solve this issue. So basically what the issue is, TB came out, expand your roster, gear everyone, get your galactic power up so that you can be the best as a guild in territory battles. And then Grand Arena came out and it was like, if you're leaning on your roster and you don't have the crap geared up, but all you have is good characters geared up, you're going to do better in Grand Arena. Well, now we're getting more territory battles and more competitive Grand Arena, how do you balance that, right? Because one side is going to want more um, more galactic power for their territory battles for their guild, and one is going to want to beat their Grand Arena. So do you have to pick a side? Is that what they're telling us? Like, Because at w- some point you're going to have to gear your bottom of your roster for territory battles to get to the top stars in territory battles. But that also hurts you in Grand Arena. So where is the fix for that? This is very easily solvable. I hope so. Make the battles actually difficult and quit making it... um, get Get rid of the deployment system. Which... I, uh, so make it basically make com- combat missions worth the galactic points to get the stars, so that your yes. four or five teams that are strongest are the ones that carry you through the territory battle. Yes, because Not your full roster. The because uh, I kind of feel like their initial idea of you know using territory battles to force people to increase their GP versus and then having Grand Arena that wants you to keep your GP lower. I kind of feel like people probably do whichever they prefer. Um, like since Grand Arena came out, I've kind of quit leveling up way lower geared characters. Yep. And uh, I suspect that this is probably something that they see widely. And based on their recent actions, I suspect that they have realized that there is probably more money to be made in selling gear than there is in like marquee characters, something along those lines. Completely so if agree. that, if that is the case, then it would logically make sense for them to get rid of the deployment system and just make battles more difficult or add more battles to 
to to force people into you know having to I, gear those characters up to beat them and also having requirements so uh you, this is something that we've seen on hoth where it re- where like one will require rogue one or one will require rebels if they had you know multiple battles in a zone or even throughout the thing where you have like six different factions they're required to be you know top tier leveled that would probably fix that issue to some degree i love that i love that way of dealing with it and i completely agree and i hope they do it because there's nothing worse and i'm sure as a pve player you would know this too is that there is absolutely nothing worse than fully maxing out a character, loving this character, and then just simming them into deployments. You know, it's like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense Wampa! Yeah, yeah, exactly. It. I had the strongest Wampa in our guild from the start of Territory Battles, and guess what? I wanted to use the heck out of him, but guess what? He was in ter- he was in platoon. So I hate platoon. Once you got to phase five or six, throw him in the platoon. They're the worst. It's it is the yep. stupidest part what of are? this entire game by a uh, long shot. I'm totally on board with this idea, only because at this point I feel like the only reason I okay when territory battles were announced, we didn't know about. Ter- were Territory Wars before Territory Battles? They were after, weren't they? Because it went Territory Battles, Territory oh, Wars, yes. uh, Sith Raid, and then it went uh, Grand Arena. So, Territory Battles came out, and they're like, use your whole roster, and everyone was super excited, I can gear everything and get it to gear 7 or 8 or whatever, and then, then, then Territory Wars came out, and it really didn't matter in that. Grand Arena is what it really affected, so all those people that were hanging back uh you know, sandbagging their GP, it ended up being a good thing because it helped out in Grand Arena. Um, I really don't find any enjoyment in gearing a character that I will never use. So <laughs> it makes sense to me in nope. territory battles to only use teams that you want to use and use that as the indicator of whether you're good in that territory battle or not, instead of just being. Okay, oh, my whole roster's strong because I have every character seven stars and gear nine or whatever. That would make more sense to me. Um, overall, that just makes the most sense. <laughs> it's in the me. name, right? It's because territory the, battle. <laughs> the, well, yeah, like the only reason. Give me a reason to gear these characters, is what I say. These reworks that they're talking about are reasons to gear characters. If, if you go and take a character that's really bad and then make them moderately good people have a reason to gear them like i don't you don't know this micro but for the longest time we had a segment on this show called jerry facts (laughs) jerry is magma trooper for the longest time in this game magma trooper was the worst one of the worst characters in this game yep what are they worst? No one. Why would you gear Jerry? There's no reason to gear Jerry. He's just Jerry. He stands on the sidelines saying, hey, I really would like that Carbonti, but if you got someone else to give it to, give it to them. That's fine. I'll wait. I'm cool. Uh, I have a bunch well, of Jerry's. Imperial, <laughs> Imperial Trooper came out. or uh, Yeah, Imperial Troopers came out, and suddenly Jerry had a purpose. He's He's got one purpose. But he has a purpose, so people will gear Jerry for that purpose. Give me a reason to gear those lower geared 
those lower geared characters with a purpose and then I'll gear them. Don't make me do it just because I need GP for the territory battle. I really like the idea of reworking old characters to make them good. Even if they're only good for one thing, you get to choose the character you want to gear and what you want to gear them for and what the reason you want to gear them is. And that's why it should happen. And not because of a random number generator for, or for totally territory agree. battles to get a star. So, I really, really, really like that idea of using a certain amount of teams and using the combat missions as a way to decide your stars and territory battles. And also, it means you get to play it. Exactly. RNG is going, RNG is not going to decide whether you're good or not. You play the battle and do as best as you can. Because at this point, like you said, that's a good reason territory battles, a new territory battle is coming out because I'm to the point where I sim everything in territory battles. I don't even play those anymore. And that's one of my favorite pieces of content. So I'm ready to do that again and make it so, make me play it so that I can max it out until the point where we can sim it again. That's totally fine because everything gets to that point. But I want to play my characters. You know what I mean? So I agree. I don't know. Hundred percent. All right. I think this. Ro- um. I think this road ahead post was really great. Um. I, I. I. Summing it all up in general, it it came out early this time, uh, which was awesome, especially given the timing for the Darth Malik announcement. Hundred percent. This was perfect. I'm really glad we got it. Um. I'm looking forward to what happens in the future, and I know for a fact that we will talk a lot about it. So, yep. how about we? Stop talking about us and our thoughts and start talking about the people that support the show. What do you say? You don't always have to pay for the best. Sometimes the best things in life are free. That is true. Free things. We like giving away free stuff. So <laughs> it is time to give away some free stuff. Um, Good night, punk. Can you get on Twitch and download our Twitch subs? Because I don't currently have access to that. Um, and I will go through okay. and do some Patreon giveaways while you figure that out. Um, all right. Micro, I need your assistance. What can I do for you, my man? I need you to pick a number between 1 and 14. In my head or say it out loud? Say it out loud. 11. That is a really good number. I like that number. Uh, Let's see. All right. Number 11. Han Pikey. Han Pikey is the winner of a $10 gift card. So. Han Pikey wins everything. He won fantasy football this year. Oh my god! Now he's winning oh. his ten dollar gift card. Terrible, on, bro. damn it! Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> he beat me in fantasy football. I don't want him winning a gift card, but nonetheless, we will give you the ten dollar gift card. Hop Pike is up, and we will let us know your platform of choice, and we will get you that gift card. Um, as for uh, the rest of our Patreons, I am going to read off some names of our really amazing Patreons. For the month of March, uh, w- listen to the, listen to him bur- butcher these names. It's fantastic. I, I will butcher he them, them I every time. You. And we thank you guys so much for supporting the show. 
uh can't do this without you can't do giveaways without you guys we really appreciate it so thank you and shout outs to sima supreme vengeance jpod elton blues Voslandic, dorian blade randy marsh jared t electro duval azazel chicken bottom bmzr cable ruskies ben and z z splash sco bruise recoil war bobby turner viobi Tyrek Thorn, Ringer Rock, Painted Land, Boba Finn, Jitsu Jet, Soaker, The James James, Seafront 02, Dean Paxton, Wookie Cookie, Gorstag, Laurent Dethane, Michael Bluth, Infidel, Zizer, Darth Molly, McMole 2, Ron Paul Bunyan, Han Pikey, Bedor, and Saul. Thank you guys soul? for your support. Or is it soul? It might be soul. I think it's soul. That is soul son is in the Spanish. Spanish word for son. Yes. So look at us. I don't think it's soul. Spanish. I think it's soul. That's I don't speak Spanish. To well, me, it looks I, like I, I soul. Live in Me- I live in Arizona. That's fair. I, don't. I border Mexico, and I was born in El Paso, Texas, which is basically Mexico. So I got a little bit of the uh, the, the Spanish in me. Ah, well, that makes sense. Don't quote. Don't, don't 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 ask me any Spanish things or anything else. I just lied out of my teeth right there. <laughs> nice. Twi- where well, do I get our Twitch me. subs from? I'm clicking everything in here. Well, th- there is a spot where you go to. Um, I do have stream channel lines. something or another. Scroll down, and you will see something about subscribers, and you can download the subscriber list. But while you continue looking for that. I will once again ask our lovely guests to pick a number. Um, I gotta... You know what? Okay. I'm going to do this easier because I don't want to count. Um, I am going to just roll my mouse around blindly. And whoever name that I land on is who is going to be the winner. Nice. Plinko style. Plinko style. <laughs> I like it. All right, we have a winner. And this is for your choice of a $30 gift card or a Shattered Order t-shirt of your choice. BMZR. So, BMZR, hit us up. Let us know if you want that gift card or if you want a t-shirt, and we will get that to you as soon as we can. Thank you for the support. Now, good night, punk. Have you made any progress? <laughs> I think that's a big negatory, big guy. You are killing me, small. I have no idea where you find this thing. So if I, I'm going to go to Streamlabs, like he said, and uh, it's on the dashboard on the left-hand side, about halfway down the list. All right, I'll do the Streamlabs version. So you tell. Oh man, good times, good times. All right. Oh, I think it's under Ant. We're, we're almost there. I think it's under Analytics and then Channel. The channel thing mm-hmm. under Analytics. I believe that's where it's at. You have to scroll down just a bit, but you'll see somewhere where you can. You'll find subscriber oh, list, something right. along those lines. I see it. All right, I got it. I got it. Good looking out gonna open here 
It's opening. All right. The the tension's high. Who's going to win? All right. All right. Excel Mac. It's opening. Oh, this is exciting. All right, let's pick that let's pick the number and while it opens, once it opens, I'll I'll tell you who wins. Well, actually you need to know how many I need to know the there. options. I need to know the options. 39. 39. 1 through 39. All right. Let me pick the number. I am going to pick the number. You know what? I am going to pick the number that I picked that got me the lovely Stormtrooper Han Zeta. 37. <laughs> 37. All right. We're almost there. Apparently, Excel for Mac from 2011 is super freaking slow to open. Yes. Yeah. Eventually, here it's going to cover Micro's face. There it is. It's covering everybody's face. All right. 37 is... As you can tell, we were not ready, completely ready for this, but you can blame that on me and my personal emergency there. 37! The one, the only, Purse Dog. We know Purse very well. Very active in our Discord. Purse! <laughs> Congratulations, Purse Dog. That thing is so, like... The way it drops off at the end <laughs> is so pathetic. It, it's a little sad, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Percy. Percy, we got you, buddy. Hell yeah. And you, you get to pick a Shattered Order t-shirt or the $30 gift card. Your choice. Yes. Yes, very true. All right. So there is that. All right. Now, let us move. All right. So I got a question for you, Micro. Okay. Have you ever been... Actively involved in Shattered Order podcast trivia because if not, you are in for a treat. Oh man, is this the part where I gotta say I've I've the last the last episode I watched was the last one and that was an hour before the podcast. So no, I'm no I'm yeah. going in blind. I'm not sure. Oh boy, buddy, you are in for a treat right. because guess what? We are all gonna fight against each other and see who has the most knowledge on a topic okay. that. Uh, Tesh, our our trivia master, did not even tell us the topic this Ooh. week. I love it. So, all right. So that uh, that's what really scares me here. Why don't you hit that sounder? First? We are skipping the poll, correct? Are we going to skip the poll? I forgot about the poll. No, let's not. Well, you know what? We'll uh we'll post the poll responses in our Discord this week. We're at the point where we need to do the trivia. And so, um, as far as the poll goes, we will post poll responses into Discord. This and week. in the show notes, there is a link to the doc. You can see them and, you know, maybe we'll touch on them next week. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, real quick before, before we do this, Micro, um, yep. do you watch Game of Thrones? I've seen every episode. I love it. Game of Thrones was the music my wife walked down to during our wedding. Uh, yes. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. It is some really good stuff. So if you don't know, Game of Thrones starts back this weekend. We are unbelievably excited. Um, so <laughs> in, in honor of that and in honor of the fact that 
there were multiple requests of more sultry female um, on the show. Our um, our trivia music this week was uh, I actually recorded the sultry female playing, so I hope you guys enjoy this. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. All right. Oh, yeah. Like that intro? (laughs) All right. So we have some lovely uh, game. One of question. Thrones one question music. before. One question before we get into this. All right. When, when does your girlfriend's tour hit Arizona? Uh, that is a good question. I am not sure. Um, get back to me. Get uh, back I will. She's been. She's actually been talking <laughs> about going to do some competition in Russia or something. I don't know if she's going to do that, but if we pass through Arizona, I will let you know. Um, hey, cool, cool. And so I'm hoping at some point that maybe I can get some like live sultry female heart music or maybe just oh, something like that at some point. That'd be cool. Um, if you if you guys like the heart just music, just have her behind you the entire podcast playing. That the- would be awesome. Uh, Star Wars <laughs> music only. Yes, the, the, exactly. She knows a couple Star Wars songs. We may have to make that happen. That would be pretty cool. Um, all right, so let's go ahead. Let's jump into trivia. Uh, I I don't I don't know what to expect. Um, Tash sends us the game code every week, and he he had a different demeanor this week. I'm expecting this to be some rough stuff. So. Uh, so, Horn, you guys like... I am willing to bet that it'll be Malik. I, I suspect Malik so. Malik Kit stuff. That's my guess. I suspect so. so. Micro might have the edge here. For everyone out there listening, go to quizis.com. And uh, this is your quizis.com code. The code is 918448. Again, that code is 918448. Four four eight. All right. So, um, Micro GMP, are you guys both ready? I'm um, like figuring out the. I'm so ready. All right. Bear with me one moment here. It's kind of a nightmare. Do I have to like points, sign up for this or? Oh, they, they're... No, you can do it uh, as a, uh, a guess. As a yes. guess. Oh, okay. Let me... You can start if you want. I'm just a few seconds behind here. No, it's all good. Hey, I just want to throw this out okay. there. I, I, I've been watching a lot of Twitch streaming lately. I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos, and I've noticed one thing throughout all of it. What? A lot of people use... Blue Yeti microphones on their and there's a reason. Like, there's a reason for that. I don't know if you guys know this. You might not see it. Look up on the top right of this Twitch stream for those of you that can't see. 
We are sponsored by Blue Microphones, and there's a reason for that, because we freaking love these guys. Uh, me and Wink both have Spark XL microphones. Uh, I think Micro's even using a Yeti right now, right? Here you got a Yeti? He's muted. He has a yeah, Yeti. Yes, blue Yeti. Told me. Sorry, I, I swear to God. Yeah, so, it has the lovely mute function that works very well. Did I never know? Yeah, the mute function on the Yeti is amazing. Um, blue Microphones just has amazing products. These headphones me and Wink are using wireless. Yeah, they have amplifiers and sat noise canceling. They're amazing. Just blue products are great. Are. So if you are interested in getting into streaming, getting into con- content creation, or even just playing on your PC with a microphone and your headphones, any of that, go ahead to bluemicrophones.com. They have amazing products. They have amazing stuff for you to use. If you go and you decide to buy something, I have a tip for you. Use SOPod at checkout and you will get 20% off of your uh, your yeah. purchase. It's actually pretty which good. Which is a very, really good deal. Yeah. So SOPod at checkout. If you have anything from Blue Microphones you want to buy, use that code and you'll get 24% off. Thank you to, for Blue Microphones for always supporting us the way that they have for at least a year now. I really love these guys and uh, they make amazing stuff. So go check them out. I'm in the game. All right. All right. Micro, you're in. Wink, are you in? I am. All right. Then let's do this. I'm going to read off the first question and we're going. Three, two, one. Here we go. Let's see how much attention you pay during that Malik event. What the heck was making him reset the cooldown on Drain Life? Good luck, Wink. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, got that one wrong. Yikers. Uh... Whew. Got it. All right, I got it too. I chose making him... I guess we should have read the answers. Oh, yes. Sorry, everyone at home. Our bad. The answer was making him drop below 50% health. If you don't know, when he drops below 50% health, he sacrifices another Jedi... And heals himself to 100%, which apparently also resets the cooldown on Drain Life. So question number two, which of these abilities was completely unchanged from Malik's regular kit for the event? Gnawing Terror, Dark Transfer, Menacing Foe, or Jaws of Life? Ooh. I did this for seven hours total and I still don't know this. (laughs) This is uh, this Woo! is all you, man. I know what's this happening. Be your, it's the guests always beat oh, us. So, I, I, I guess that's a that's a. I also got it. I picked gnawing terror. That's what I picked as well. All right, there you go. All right, so next question, question three of nine. Doing which of the following makes Malik lose three stacks of dark rage? Killing a stasis field. Killing a droid and killing a stasis field. Killing a droid or dying. An easy one. Yo, so that's 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 the rub it. That's the rub it in factor because I have no freaking clue. Sorry, I missed the first one. Soon. Yep, I I got that one wrong. <laughs> I also got that wrong. The answer is killing killing a stasis field and killing a droid. I just said dying. So. 
Eh, I said killing a droid, and that was eh, incorrect. All right, next question is four of nine. Okay, apologies of those who are unable to do the event, wink, but we will all (laughs) see Malik. Which of these actually is a good idea to use on Malik? Isolate, damage over time, expose, or critical hits? I'm assuming this is not about the event now. This is just the character in general, right? Correct, yes. No, this sounds like the uh, character in general. I can eliminate one of the four. That's it. I was able. I was able to eliminate three out of the four, which was very fortunate. All right. Well, I picked isolate, which was the correct answer. Be only because that is just so different than everything else, and only one person do it, so it's harder to get that off. Um, That was the correct answer. Isolate. Next question, five out of nine. You should fear dark infusion. It gains stacks win dot dot dot. When he takes a turn, when he uses drain life, when he gains taunt, or he falls below 75%, 50%, and 25% health. Oh my god. This is kind of tricky. I know the answer, and I did get it right, but it's kind of tricky. I'm in Micro's corner, because I think he got it wrong like me. I haven't even picked yet. I'm sitting here just, like, thinking. Oh. No, man. I got it wrong. I definitely got it wrong. All right, Micro. Whenever you get your answer, just tell us since we already got got ours. You got it wrong. Oh, no. What'd you pick? (laughs) He looks looks wounded. I picked the... He is wounded. I did the the other passive, the 75, 50, 25. I don't know what I said. Yeah, that's that's what I chose as well. All right, so that is interesting because that... What y'all selected actually resets the cooldown of the uh, force heal or force life or whatever it is. And using that ability is actually what gives him the stacks. So in a way that is correct, but not entirely. That's why it's a little bit tricky. Not entirely. You know what? In our old trivia format where we didn't use anything but our heads... I would have given myself a half a point. <laughs> <laughs> Back when we didn't use websites for our trivia, I would have been like, that's a half a point. Very nice. Sure. Very nice. But but this website does not agree. That so is here true. we go. Six out of nine. At three stacks, Dark Infusion does. Resets the cooldown timer of Drain Life to two. 105% tenacity and health steal. 210% damage and inflicts healing immunity on basic and 105% crit avoidance and defense. Ooh. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you and me are on the same boat. Sweating. Here. I was sweating, man. Oh, I got that one wrong. And it's only because. It's I the only reason I got that right is because of a post you put in your Discord um about his kit where a a, a basic shouldn't be as good as it is. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's 210% damage and ba- uh, buff immunity on basic. That was the answer to oh, that. Oh, interesting. So 7 out of 9, question 7 out of 9. Malik supersedes heal block shock by Ferocity prevents heal block and shock on Malik. His second unique Zeta. What the fuck? No, he doesn't. 
Wow, I just dropped the F-bomb. Um, his first unique Zeta. Oh, um... Does, the phrasing of the question is hard, because in a way, one of his uniques does kind of help with this. But I don't know if it means that the heal block and shock is, like, impossible to put on him. That's where I'm getting confused. But I'm going to go with my gut. And, it, okay, I, lucky. It needs to be entirely <laughs> correct or it is wrong, is generally how these things go. Especially with a website. Especially now, if we were writing on paper, we could. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, the f bomb should have clued me in there. <laughs> he does not do that. He does not do that. That there is you. true. All right. Question eight of nine. After passing the thresholds of seventy-five percent, fifty percent, and twenty-five percent health. If Malik is now back to full health, does he maintain the 35% crit avoidance, tenacity, defense, slash health steal? That's a good one. I don't effing know. Oh, yes no. and no. <laughs> no. This is... This is oh. Oh. <laughs> you're just riding the slopes. Yeah. You get your, your climaxes and your declines. crashing. <laughs> yep. I put yes... What did you pick, Wink? No. I you so you got I it right. did. I got it correct. The answer was no. I said yes and it was wrong. Last question. All right. How many light side territory battle payouts at max stars will it take to get Malik to 7 stars from 5? Probably different if you include dark side, but it's talking about light side. Quick moths. Oh. Oh god, I'm gonna pull open my calculator here. Oh. You know what? I got a phone. I'll do it there. Holy crap, I was way off. Wow, I was way off, I don't too. know what math... Woo! I didn't know what math I did. I picked three. I said nine. Are you guys... I said... Where are you 12. at, Wink? Okay. Oh, you got it right. I'll tell you this much. Three was not the answer. <laughs> it was not. No. All right, well, I got... I got... All right, we'll go... We can't see the leaderboard at this point, but let me ask... What you guys got? I got, I got four four thousand out of nine thousand. What about you guys? Uh, five thousand. Seven thousand. All right, you be. Uh, oh it damn! Is. One, two, three. Woo. I got last. Very nice. Very nice. I actually am current rank six out of ten. So there's that. I am second. Um, I cannot. Nope. Nope. I hit refresh and now I'm nine out of ten. So. <laughs> I'm fifth. Sweet. Very, very bad. I'm the most average person. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the middle. I'm at the very bottom. Very nice. So there's no degrees. It's all good. Hey, that's 100% (laughs) true. All right. Well, Micro, thank you for hanging out with us this week. This was a lot of fun. We really appreciate you coming on. And of course, 
If you don't already know, go check out your channel. Uh, link will be in the show notes description, whatever you want to call it, at the bottom. But if you're going to search, search, and I hope this is correct, search Darth Microtransaction, and your page should show up, correct? Correct. To be the there first one. So search Darth Microtransaction, and you're good to go. That is our guest for this week had a lot of fun man Me it was too. really cool to get to meet you and know you this week man i we're gonna we're gonna keep talking and hanging out yeah. so it's really i love meeting new awesome people in this community and you are definitely one of them so thanks for coming I on appreciate buddy. you here absolutely well for everyone out there uh if you have any comments if you did not get to do the feedback poll we did this week if you have feedback for us go Send it to the shattered order at gmail.com. We will take any and everything anyone has to send us there. If you want to join our Discord, discord.me slash shattered order. If that does not work, find a friend that knows the show because I guarantee you know someone. You do. You know someone that listens to the show. If that does not work, get them to get you an invite, and I will make sure that that invite does work at discard.me slash shattered order this week. People say it doesn't, but I guarantee it does. I swear to God, it does. <laughs> discard.me slash shattered order. Come join us on uh, Discord. We have an awesome community there. Really a lot of cool people, and we talk about a lot of stuff all the time, so come hang out with us there. Um, as far as that goes, I really want to thank everyone for listening. If you don't want to hear trailer spoilers, this oh, is where yeah. you stop listening. Woo! But we're going to talk about oh, the trailer yeah. here in a second. So we'll stop the podcast here. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Micro, for coming. Wink, you got anything else? I, I hope there's a later. I don't, here. other than later.